Material Components Episode 21 Scales on the Wind Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how's it going? Hello! Uh, pretty good. Is... <laughs> <laughs> it's going good. Uh, coming at you from uh, lo-fi hell, it's me, Olivia. Uh, I will be playing Tears of Cloak Bear, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Cherished Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. My name is Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, the Half Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, the question I wish to posit to all of you is the same question I ask every time, which is do you remember what happened last time? Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of laughs. Girl took a nap. We <laughs> had it's some accurate. some difficult conversations. Yes. Well, it and turns my out my romantic hopes were dashed. It's fine. <laughs> it turns out that we are not as good at distraction gambits as we all thought we were. <laughs> we thought we were real, real good and sneaky. And it turns out that we were not. And the... I just... There's so much happened. Yes, indeed. You found yourselves in the alley where you had slain Lucrezia, the ninth of the Threadless. And as her body turned to ash, a mysterious figure who eventually identified themselves as a member of the Haven Guard... Uh, asked you a very important question, and that was whether or not you were going to be coming quietly. You all agreed to basically be under arrest. Yeah. You did not force the Haven Guard's hand, and as such, you were escorted peacefully to one of their watchhouses. It was there, after Camion was escorted away as the first to tell your story and try to convince them of your innocence, that you were left to stew and uh, basically left to your own devices and some meaningful conversations did occur. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty much the whole episode we were in a jail cell. Um, Sid was trying to find a way out. He doesn't do well in... Um, cells or prisons or around guards um so not not having a great time um yeah uh some some mean things were said um, yeah but you know we also got to hear some backstory um That's true. Some, That's true. Some, some really great backstory from for grawl which is really fun mm -hmm. um we Kind of, kind of dabbled in a little bit of everybody else, but I, I feel like uh, Grawl got a, a good highlight just because, you know, he's kind of been a mystery um, because 
we're all too up our own asses to ask him how what where he comes from. So <laughs> it's it's please. it's been years. It's yeah, been literal it's, years. It's bad. It's bad. D- yeah. Don't pretend oh, you very don't like being an enigma. Puts throws up his hood for no reason and walks off, <laughs> and then comes back because he got lost. He didn't know where he's going. Yeah. But yes. After some self reflection and some uh, deep ponderings into. Not only your own souls, but the souls of those around you. Uh, you were eventually released from captivity by the as yet unnamed captain. Um, yeah, we didn't ask his name either. Uh, no, and he's perfectly happy to not give it to you. Oh, okay. Really we're care. kind of all really selfish. But uh, unfortunately, upon your release, you realized that Camion, your erstwhile companion, and other threadless person had done something to secure your release, had also garnered some orders from somewhere and had said they were heading back to report to the old mage. I was so, I was getting so close. (sighs) It's true. But upon your release... You were wandering away through the cold, snow-soaked streets of Wickmore's Landing, and that was when you noticed a very important new feature to the weather around you. And do you remember what that was? Yes, it was it was raining ash from the sky. Oh, damn it, I was going to sing the song. <laughs> it's raining ash! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You know how that song goes? <laughs> you know. I thought that happened the next morning when we woke up. No, as you were walking no? okay, away down the bad. streets. Um, the yeah, do, do we make it to the inn? That or... is actually not true. It was actually the next morning. Oh, fair enough. Well, it is remembering correctly. Okay. Sorry, DM. <laughs> it's all good. My, I am indeed fallible. <laughs> idiot no <laughs> but also the dm uh, will remember start that rolling up <laughs> sherish gets struck by ash lightning and uh turns into also ash let me just incorporates into the okay. environment let me just okay, grab my fourth monster manual over here okay no. <laughs> so yes you find yourself now on the sixth day of the month of shade leaving mm, wickmore's yes. landing the snow coming down around you in a combination of both uh, frozen liquid and the little black flakes of ash intermingled within it. Shit. You have your horses. Wild. You have your destination. What do you do? Um. Uh, I almost called shotgun. Uh, did we pick up supplies? You did not. To no. get down to... Yeah, no, we're not leaving yet. Um, Damn. Yeah. See? Um, <laughs> You're not the only one to remember stuff. Clearly, can, uh, I don't. Can we either retroactively, or I guess right now works to um, make sure that we did, in fact, get all of our stuff back from... Haven Guard? Oh, we did. I believe we did. You absolutely did. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we were skeptical of that whole thing. 
I feel like I remember that as well, but I was distracted. (laughs) Yes, all of your items were returned to you after you were released from lockup, including some magic items, which, uh, the danger of which might have been better left in the care of the Haven Guard, but... Yeah, well, you know what? That's called, um, abuse of power, so (laughs) that's illegal. I know my rights. Uh, I know my rights. I know my right to carry dangerous. Please don't step on my rights to carry dangerous, dangerous world-altering items. items. Don't, yeah. your, your fantasy world rights. Cherish, yeah. don't tread on me. Uh, so yes, is your plan course, to course, gather there's supplies? No to, there's no yeah. way for me to tell that I still have it. Like I can't, I can't rifle through it. I mean, you could. Yeah, I guess we can all do whatever we want. <laughs> Our choices are our own. We all know our fantasy rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go get some food. Yeah, um, some rations. Getting simple trail rations is easy enough. Yeah. You know that the journey to Blue Gulch is a about a 12, 13 day journey on horseback at a decent pace. If you decide to increase your speed and wear out your horses a little bit, you could probably make it in quicker time. Are we in a... How would that work? Basically... Oh, I guess we could travel... Yeah, we cover more distance. God, I'm so fucking stupid. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'll take it. I'm a fucking dumbass. Moving faster... Moving faster. I'm like, but we're still only traveling for one day. <laughs> God damn. Um, how many days ride? Sorry, I was... Um, Roughly 13. 13, okay. Obviously, that's uh, not considering any stops along the way. Which I'm right. sure there will be none of. <laughs> Everything is going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Though just to, just to reiterate one fact you had learned the day before, and that was that there was a bit of a kerfuffle uh, in the entrance to the Drylands. It seems as though the Sun Pass Tower, a, a garrison of edge masons, had been overtaken by some force. You're not un- entirely sure what's going on there, but yeah. you had seen a small band of edge masons leaving town the day before, uh, heading down to check it out. Has there ever been, like, a history of, like, different factions, like, like war in the valley? Has there ever been, like, I don't know. It's very, <laughs> very rare. It has happened. Yeah. And there's a reason that the forts and such exist throughout the valley, and there's a reason that the Guardian guilds exist. When the valley was first being established, there was definitely more open conflict. The last (sighs) great conflict happened in the Drylands, and it was fairly contained. It was when the Hobgoblin Legions attempted to unify the entire Drylands, but before they could expand to the rest of the valley, a certain group of adventurous (laughs) moms (laughs) took it upon themselves to slay the warlord. Mm -hmm. It's a living! But that was like, what? How old are you, Cherish? 19 years ago? Yeah. Closer to 20, but yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. Hmm. How, right. how old is Grawl again? 27? 27. Yeah, isn't that what you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 26, 27. Yeah, yeah in there. It's just a baby. Um, yeah, let's get some food and let's get there. Dude. Question is uh, is beer frowned upon like while on horseback? Is that like is there drinking and driving? Is there, laws? Is there an open container law? <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, within the city limits, that is definitely an offense that you can get arrested for by the the Haven Guard. Uh, operating a horse while under the influence is frowned upon. Yes, outside the city limits, though. It well, is look, okay. if there are no cops thing. around, anything's legal. Yes. Yeah, right? Okay. It's very, <laughs> it's yeah. very true. Yeah. I just I, I, I know what I'm gonna see if there's a few things at the, the local uh shop. Okay. Uh what are you all picking up? The flask? Um well Roadstein. we should probably get some trail rations, obvi. Yeah. Um probably just round it up to fourteen just in case. Yeah, correct. Yeah. We could go even more than that, but I don't know how heavy that starts getting. Let's not worry about encumbrance just yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yet. Yeah, we don't want to be weighed down by all the money we're going to be swimming in soon. <laughs> Being saviors and whatnot. Uh, I mean, we haven't been making money doing that so far. Future. So. Future us is making a lot of money. I'm guaranteed. not. I'm not convinced that we're going to make any money from this. But you know, we just require investment from outside sources. We and just we'll need to start them. charging people when we save them. I was literally just about to say to Reed, that sounds like a protection racket. <laughs> it's fine. Well, we're not causing it. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So one day's worth of rations is five silver. So to go fourteen okay. days, you'll have to spend seven gold apiece. Okay. Hmm. Reed, Grawl. Oh, is that you your last seven gold? <laughs> your rations for you? I think I'm at six gold. Oh no! Why are you so low on gold? I, well, I had plenty. <laughs> you but you didn't, you didn't have any. You didn't have any money flame. before that. I didn't have any money because remember going into like the I want to say it was the final trial. I bought everyone. Healing potions. Oh, that's, that's true. So that's why you're yeah. money. That. Yeah, and we—I don't think we've acquired accrued any money since. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, start charging people. <laughs> or we could just go to a tavern and find a quest board and just go do that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this mission. Doesn't pay I mean, well. Uh, we just, girl, we just need will... a sponsorship. Mm. I will pay for your food. Uh, I can... Okay, how about this? I'll chip in three gold. That'll leave me three gold. And <laughs> you can pay four gold. You don't I'm have mid... to pay anything. Yeah. yeah um, I'll chip in two gold. You... And you can I, pay... This is the worst bartering. Your... Or five gold. <laughs> or I mean... God damn it. I will pay for your food. It's fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. So... All right. Um, and I think I think this interaction maybe starts to happen between Tirza and Grawl, and then she just puts the money down and is like, "No, I'm paying for it," and <laughs> leaves. 
Okay, so you acquire your trail rations. Uh, Grawl, do you want to go about trying to find a, a travel mug? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you can buy a flask. I have a flask. Yeah. Yeah, I want no. I want I want the beer stain with the with the the, the lid that goes up and down. Okay, okay, thing. that that's a little more yeah. reasonable. I was imagining yeah. like a saddle for your horse with a cup holder. <laughs> um, no, I'll I'll just clip it onto like a belt loop or whatever. Okay, okay. I don't uh, need it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you can pretty easily find a stein with a with a lid to it. Okay. I'll say, do you want a really nice one or a functional one, like a a travel one with a little clasp on it. Yes to both. I mean, one or the other. It's either like a nice pearl handled one or something that is meant to be like worn on the belt by a traveler. And a reminder, you only have seven gold. I have six gold. (laughs) And I can six. Um, I can spot you if it's for booze. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. 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 All right. Um, Now we'll go with the travel one just because, uh, yeah, I feel like the uh, the pearl handled one's gonna get nicked somewhere, and I'm gonna be real sad about it. Yeah, there's a pearl involved, so you'll probably forget about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I remember it now. <laughs> I've been re- reminded. Yeah. All right. How, how much uh, is the travel one? The travel mug will cost you. Uh, let's call it uh, four silver. Four silver. Sure. Oh, sweet! I can buy everyone one then. Oh, actually, you could afford that. Yeah, oh, I can afford that. God. Let me buy that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me buy something with my hard, not-earned money. <laughs> no, I, I got you. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is setting up a very dangerous habit for you. I just want you to know. I'm going to start I... expecting everyone to buy me things. Until you have money. I mean, that's... Oh, no, no, even after. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen after you have money. With your rations and travel mug acquired, uh, Elliot, I think you're muted. Sorry. Um, is there any way that I can have like a really quick off-screen pop into Deathwalker import and export? Uh, before you leave? Yeah, and it's not like to buy stuff. I just, the last time we went in there, like my the thing I went in there to do was to ask Omatep if, like, he had seen the runes that Camion or that I had, like, tried to do for the ritual mm, mm. before, so that I could, mm. like, to see if he knows what that language is, and I completely fucking forgot to do that. I mean, if you would like to get into Duskwalker Import and Export just to ask, uh, him that, I will say that, uh, if that is your intention when activating the ritual to get there, your attempts fail. Oh, dang it. You gotta be there to Because I'm not going yeah, to buy spend anything. Yeah. Oh, and she doesn't want to do that. So, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still wearing the, the hat? <laughs> oh my god, you are. Perfect. That's cool. I've got the I've got my hood up over the top of the hat, just so you know. And you still just look like yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm not attuned to it. Oh, yeah. You, know, you haven't yeah. attuned at any point? And you're not going to give it back it to takes, me? It, how long does it take to it's attune an hour. outside? It's an hour. Has it been an hour? I mean, it's been what, a whole night. Been, it's been a, have, have, well, have, but have you spent that whole night trying to attune to it? 
Yeah, what is attunement? Uh, what are the requirements? It just basically takes attune? about an hour of focusing on the magical item and sort of attuning your own magical rhythms to it. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm definitely down for that. So you're not going to give it back to me? Oh, no, I'll give it back. It's fine. Um, this, is a question. this is a question yeah. for the magic users. Can two people be attuned to the same no. item? No. Okay. So yeah. oh, never mind then. Okay. That's what I was curious about. No, like is that something Grawl would know though? No. No. Ooh. Not a wizard. And legitimately spent as little time studying magic as possible. Had to make money, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who it. is wearing the I'll... hat of disguise? I'll take I'm... it. No, no I'm I... <laughs> I'm wearing it. I'm not attuning to it though. I'm just wearing so you're it. You're not it's gonna a hat. give me the hat back. You can have it if you want the hat. You can come and the get it. The whole point of having the hat was so that I didn't look like a purple tiefling anymore. You dumb son of a bitch. You can have the hat. I was just wearing it for some for whatever the reason was for the last. Well, now episode. it smells nice. <laughs> Take it the smells hat back. Nice. So, hat on head, food and in bag. I want to say that this hat thing happened before we left to go get rations and shit. Okay. So you're not wandering Point around the city order. looking like a purple tiefling. <sighs> so, having acquired all of the necessary and slightly unnecessary uh, things for the road, are you then setting off or do you have anything left to accomplish in Wickmore's Landing? Nope. I don't think so. Sorry, that was hey, a lot of dead air. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Um. No, you know what? Never mind. Just okay. kidding. Okay. All cool. right. All right. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> I wave goodbye to the last little uh, wax guy that we see before leaving. It's before his landing. Hunched, waxy figure. Uh curled up on top of its lamppost, the fire of its head sort of burning low during the daytime, strangely devoid of snow. You can't tell if it's looking at you or even acknowledges your presence, but as you wave at it, you get a sense that it maybe gets a little warmer around its little waxy Aww. body. I love them. <laughs> Tears, I'm assuming you resummoned your celestial reindeer on the way out of town. Yes. So the four of you are mounted up, horses and reindeer, and you're beginning striking southward on the road away from Wickmore's Landing. You left probably a few hours before noon. The day is bitterly cold, and the snow and ash mix continues to fall. As you leave the city, the stark difference between the countryside and the cityscape becomes very apparent. Within the city, the snow was always sort of a slushy, like, wet mix, just kind of bunched up on the ground, not really causing a ton of problems so much, mm -hmm. so long as you were moving, and outside of, like, deep drifts and alleys and whatnot. Outside the city proper, you see that the whole landscape is just coated in white with black flecks now dotting the blanket of snow that is coating some of the roads and fields. The road's just out of 
outside of town are pretty clear. The snow having been churned up by cartwheels and tromping feet. About two hours into your journey, you hit a fork in the road. There's a signpost that points you to the east. It says Stormhaven. And to the west, it says Drylands. So I, wish we I go we east. Not. Bye, guys. <laughs> we're going to the drylands. Yeah, we're going to the drylands. Okay. Striking west, you travel for the rest of the day. Uh, there are a few other travelers on the road. On horseback, you pass a few people walking. Uh, there's at least one crowd of what looks like nuns or priests. It's tough to tell, but they're uh, they've set up camp just offside of the road, and uh, they seem to be deliberating something as you're trudging past. This is probably I... later in the day, around like maybe four in the afternoon. Can I? Do I recognize what the heck this is? I mean, I know that I my religious knowledge is limited mostly to my own, but um, do I recognize any of the? accoutrement that might indicate what they are. Uh, you absolutely do, because there is a, a banner placed in the middle of their camp, basically to signify who they are and what they represent. And you recognize the banner as the, the marks of the divine Athenium. Oh. This is apparently a group of roving religious scholars, priests, clerics, maybe even a paladin or two. It's tough to tell from just a glance, but this is a small troop of Representing the Divine Athenium. I press down on the D-pad to eavesdrop. <laughs> Do you stop your horses? I mean, you're pretty no. obvious in the road. <laughs> yeah. One, one or two of them would definitely look up and note your passage. Um, but they're not necessarily going to stop you. I'll wave. Okay. A, uh, a large, um, knightly fellow will wave back at you. Nice. Yeah, actually, I do want to stop briefly, um, just and ask, uh, hey, were you headed up uh, north from the drylands? And the knight who's sort of standing at the edge of the camp will look up to you. You can see that this is a uh, large, robust-looking half-orc. And uh, he says, no, we were about to head down there, but uh, we got some troubling news not long ago. The... Uh, the ones in charge here are debating whether or not to press on. What'd you hear? Something about the sun pass not being safe. Yeah, we heard as much ourselves, but we really need to get down to Blue Gulch. Well, gods be with you then. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at this. A chest pound and a peace Would sign. It... Yeah. <laughs> Um, if we continue on a little bit further, um, I'd like to posit an idea to the group. It, if it really is more dangerous down towards the Sun Pass, perhaps traveling in a group, sort of hidden, might be better. We do well, sort of didn't... stick out. Yeah, I mean, they didn't offer... So, like, 
I mean, we could have asked. It's true. We have uh, escort service on our resumes, as it were. Yeah, it's I've been, like I've, that, been I've been updating I've been updating everyone's um, adventure resumes in my notebook. Just on, just on point of order. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on chain LinkedIn. I think that's an oh. adventure zone joke. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I yeah. think it is. That's definitely from still, something. Still funny. Damn it. <laughs> no, that is adventure zone. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay. Should we go back and ask? Yeah, we could. I I have no problems. Yeah. With that, I suppose. What do you think, Grawl? Uh, Grawl is attempting to like like get his tankard off of his like his belt loop that he fastened earlier, but it's really difficult while he's riding because he he slung it way too low on the horse and he's reaching really far over, attempting to like not fall over too. So he missed most of it, and he's kind of like while you guys slowed down, uh, he kept going forward and is off in the distance a bit. Come back. We we stopped. We're we're deliberating. Oh, okay. He gets he he turns he turns Aiden around and and it starts coming back. Okay. So Grawl, the summation of this is posited to you. The uh, maybe going back and helping escort this group of priests and clerics. Or, you know, having them escort us because they got, you know, their own big burly dudes. Yeah. You saw one big burly dude. Oh, it was just the one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, my bad. The one. Yeah. I, I imagine, like, priests aren't normally, like, getting ready to jump into, like, UFC fights. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're the, we're the wily scrappers of yeah. the group. I was mostly suggesting this as a cover for... I don't know, we just might not be as noticeable if we are traveling with other people. Fair enough. Maybe. I don't know. Lord knows. We only, we only have one hat of magic. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still pretty noticeable. I'm still a completely white hobgoblin. Um, I mean, I don't... Uh, Krull doesn't have a problem with that, uh, other than it's probably going to take uh, a good longer. chunk of time longer to get down there since we're going to be moving with with everyone. People. Yeah. Yeah, and you did not see any mounts or carts or anything among that group. They appeared to be on foot. Uh, so, can Grawl do some like math in his head and like figure out what the difference would be? It would probably increase your time if you wanted to keep pace with the larger group and keep everyone wrangled, and then it's the whole, like, breaking up and sitting down camp. It would probably increase your time by a factor of a third. Oof. Oh, just kidding. Assuming they're even going to Blue Gulch. Yeah, Uh because they weren't even sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm... Cherish is definitely, like thinking about that and she's just kind of like yeah i just really really want to get down there as soon as possible though and honestly being a smaller more mobile group might be more advantageous yeah 
and cherish in your head, Maz will say, and the fewer faces see us, the less likely it is that word gets out. Yeah. Mm. She she thinks to her, she thinks in response. I mean, I I'm wearing the hat. Yes, very subtle. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Why is my forge burn item so mean to me? <laughs> I made you, it. <laughs> you could you, you you could not have one. That's an option. Yeah, but like you have a dude who like at least marginally respects you. I don't know about oh, that. <laughs> yeah. I said marginally. You wanna know why, Cherish? It's because your character actually has a living parent. Has a what? Living parent. Yeah, that's... You know what? That's fair. You know what? That's fair. Uh, several, in fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's so, go. you press forward? Yeah. Okay. Traveling for another few hours, you uh, press on until nightfall, at which point you get sort of finding your groove again in terms of the movement camping cycle. You set up camp for the night. Night passes uneventfully. This close into the city, there's not a ton of wildlife out here. It is really cold, though. Yeah. To the point where even keeping the fire stoked all night, and that involves using a lot of firewood really quickly. And the brush here is really damp, so it's tough to burn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Starting again in the morning... You keep moving. Eventually, you find yourselves going through the ups and downs of low foothills. You know that this road skirts a rolling, craggy bit of hillsides that separates the rest of the valley from the northern drylands. The hills there are chock full of mineral deposits and are a popular spot for mining for the more adventurous folk of the valley. Unfortunately, those hills also abut the territory of Pyrescale. The big boom town that was settled in the northern drylands, a place called Rushton, was supposedly, in ages gone past, decimated by Pyrescale himself when the people there got too greedy and pushed too far into his territory. Yeah, you can't do that. Since then, most of the northern drylands has been abandoned by most civilized folk. There are still random scattered camps and nomadic tribes that live up there, but there aren't any major points of civilization as far as any of you know. Mm -hmm. Continuing to follow the road, you don't see any other travelers on the second day. The air is bitterly cold, and as you Come up over a ridge, you can see that the road before you begins to descend in a low slope. And the horizon in front of you has a weird shimmer to it. Like, weirder than the normal stormlights? There's the stormlights up above the Stormwall Mountains, but then below that... Oh, below the mountains. Oh, okay. ...is the drylands. And it's still miles off, but... There is a weird heat shimmer that always rests above the drylands itself. Oh, okay. Uh. 
that whole area just is hotter than the rest of the valley. People usually attribute it to some kind of magic. There's no true explanation for it. But you know if you keep pressing on, this snow's not going to be a problem anymore. Because once you get into the drylands, that just doesn't... It's not really an issue. It'll still yeah. be really, really cold, especially at night. Yeah. yeah. But snow just doesn't stick to the ground in the drylands. Okay. That's good. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cherish is definitely getting a little bit giddy. The road wanders up into the hills. You travel for the next three days without any real incident. Your nights are restful, if cold. Your days are long and a little tiring. Sid, Tirza, do you regularly stop and do your training routine along the way? Uh, I feel like that's probably a little weird. It's, yeah. At the moment. I don't, I don't know that certainly Tirza is not going to suggest it to Sid. So if Sid were to bring it up, she would probably say yes, but yeah, she's, yeah. I, I think Sid's a little too, um, uh, awkward at this point to <laughs> initiate it. Okay. Yeah. God, we're so bad at being friends. Yeah. It's on that third day of travel, Sid, that Stormpiercer would definitely say, maybe not, like, pointedly, but definitely in passing. <laughs> pointedly. <laughs> you should not continue to forego your training, Sid. I know, I know. I just, you know, Tirza was like my, my sparring partner, and... Um, Is that I mean, untrue now? Uh, well, look, when we were in the cell, I was having a really shitty day, and, um, I was pretty certain that we were going to be just stuck in there for, you know, I mean, yeah, so, uh, I was having a bad day, and I took it out on on, on Tirza and yeah I don't know hmm. I I don't think I I mean if I were her I wouldn't forgive me so you know indeed well it seems as though you only have one course of action w what is that apologize Can I just like, you know, keep on going and like eventually in like the heat of battle we're, we 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 give each other a knowing glance and we're like, yeah, we've got each other's back and we don't have to say anything and it's really easy because the stress of no, it sounds ridiculous. I'm coming out of my mouth and it sounds indeed. Like yeah, shit. Um, okay. How do I? I don't. I don't know how to. I'm not very good at apologizing. Sid. Yes. I am a sword. <laughs> <laughs> a fact that I constantly forget. Somehow. 
But I believe your ability to overcome any confrontation, even one of emotion. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, so I imagine like, like one of, one of like, we, we settle, like set up camp or whatever. Um, and I kind of walk over as like nonchalantly. Uh, I don't know what Tirza is doing. Um, um, probably right. Setting up the campfire and maybe starting food, like food. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Tears is like doing stuff, so Sid doesn't. It's like, well, I can't, I can't interrupt. Like this is important, so I'm just kind of like standing around, <laughs> like just kind of, I don't know, like waiting for the right moment. But he's really just like, he's really just putting it off. Tears, I'm think. not even gonna have you roll for this. You eventually <laughs> I, noticed no, just how but, awkward. But, but, but Mike, I just rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I am sure that... Nat 20 on in... perception? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I assumed you were going to have me roll for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am sure that even in the midst of doing such important work, she probably realizes Sid hanging around. Yes, absolutely. The other thing that you notice is that the ash has stopped falling. Oh, I do not notice that. You're not sure when it stopped falling, but it is just snow now. Sid? Hello. Oh, hey. Um, (laughs) Oh, hey. Yeah. um, Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hi, Tisa. Um... (laughs) Did you, um, I, I'm not quite finished yet. Um, yeah, yeah. Evening no, I meal. I, I see that, yeah. So I didn't want to interrupt, but, you know. Um, are, when you're done, can you, I'm going to, I'm going to be training. Um, so if you want to, like, train, I'm going to be, I point off to, like, a clear, like, a little bit off from the. Um, the area around you is covered and dotted with uh, low crags of rock with sporadic, uh, like, wiry trees. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I'd... I'd like that. I... Well, honestly, I... I wasn't sure that you... that you'd want to... Well, I just yeah. wasn't sure if we were ever going to finish training. I mean, you know, it's we're we're on an adventure, and we should, you know, keep our skills sharp. So, it's it's pretty important, you know, life or death kind of a thing. So, you know, yeah, just just find me, and then I walk off. <laughs> and Storm just says, "Smooth." Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, yeah, she's like finishing making stuff, but is also like trying to trying to keep from smiling. 
And there's a little bit of a, a touch on the shoulders from Sadagar and a, a point of happiness, sort of in echo of your own. So you train that evening, and uh, you pass into the fourth day. So you've now been traveling for four days. It is the tenth of the month of Shade. And your path begins to wind down, the hills on either side of you rising up to form tall cliffs. And it is on the fifth day of travel that a hot wind rolls up from the west. You feel it all of a sudden. There's still snow on the ground. There's still stiff cold in the air. But there's a warmth that rises up from the west that's just like, whoo! feel it run across your horses. Your horses, like, actively notice it and kind of get excited by it, moving a little bit at a faster clip. Whoa. Um, and I'm assuming the ash had not started again? No. Okay. Um, I, I think probably the next morning, Tirza brings it up, just in case anyone hasn't noticed at this point. On the fifth day, the snow itself has stopped. Oh. oh. Awesome. <laughs> There's still snow on the ground where you're moving, but it is no longer snowing where you are. Looking up into the hills to the north, you can see that there's still snow and clouds up there. Uh, the, the peaks of the hills are becoming coated in white, but the road you're winding down leads farther and farther down into these uh, sort of low winding path that cuts through these cliff faces. It's like walking at the bottom of a canyon. Okay. And it's continually leading down. Some of you have tread this path before. You know that in another day's time the road, the cliffs around you will spread out and open up and reveal the drylands. It's actually a very dramatic sight. There will then come a fork in the road and on the other side of the road, you will see the Sun Pass Tower, that bastion of the Edge Masons that will point you southwards towards Blue Gulch. How does it look? Um, well, that will come on the, yeah. the next day of travel. Okay. If you're moving at this speed, you should probably get there by about midday tomorrow. Is, uh, Mike, is this the path that Neta and I would have come to get to the easternmost ferry? At least a little bit, Westernmost, yes. Westernmost, sorry. Directions. Yes, I okay. believe so. At least up until now. Okay. Because, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Uh, Pashbari is actually along the northern road leading towards Rushton. So, in defiance of the Sun Pass Tower, you would head northward if you were heading to Pachbari. It's okay. it's That's the only one I don't have on my map. Yeah. So I was like, I don't remember where it is. From the tower, it is probably two days northward. Okay. Um, and it is located up in the hills around here. Mm-hmm. So that night, you make camp as per usual. Yeah. You make food, you set up your tents. Grawl, you've experienced a almost a week now of just like very regular sleep, and it has felt good. 
Mm. <laughs> Naps are great. Whatever dreams you have are your own, unmolested by horrible sniveling wizards and warlocks. God, I hate him. <laughs> like, I was having a good day today, Mike, and then you brought up that, and now I'm just kind of cranky. <laughs> Uh, no, right on. Cool. But uh, I think once once Sid has brought up the possibility of training, Tirza is going to take him up on it as often as possible. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So every evening for the last three days, you guys have trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the night of your sixth day of travel. And as you bed down to make camp, is the watch order normal? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. So I need everyone to make perception checks as they are taking their watch. Hmm. Yeah. Oof. Oh, 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 God. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going first? Uh, Me. Um, so, uh, 14. Okay. I got a 5. Cool. I also got a 5. Nice. Alright. I got a 1. Oh, <laughs> super. <laughs> I'm so sleepy, okay? Oh, God, no. sleep is just so good. So yeah. enticing. I don't even want to do my watch. <laughs> the night passes uneventfully. Uh, thank god i guess maybe all right i'm using my purple dice tonight that thing's cursed really you wake up the morning and you stretch out pack up camp the snow here is greatly diminished from farther up the valley um as you're moving through this winding canyon there's almost no snow at the bottom of it at this point higher up the trail it was thick and slippery. You had some trouble, at least on the first descent into these canyons, but as you're making your way now into the wider open area of the Sun Pass itself, you are struck by the heat that hits you as you break through the canyons around just past midday. I take my warm coat off. Yeah, seriously. There seemed to be some kind of demarcation line that you pass through, but as soon as you come out into the wide, open, arid area of the drylands out from this canyon road, you are greeted with a sight of wide, expansive plains in front of you, dotted with tall, huge, some of them speckled with green mesas that stretch off as far as the eye can see until they sort of blend in with the Stormwall Mountains to the west. Oh. The road here curves to the south and to the north. And just at the juncture stands what is known as the Sun Pass Tower. That name is a bit of a misnomer, because it is not a tower in the traditional sense. It is, in fact, a giant mesa that has been worked and carved into a fortress by the Edge Masons. The, so cool. The bottom of it is ringed with a tall wall made of adobe and stone, worked in with little veins of wrought iron that have been worked to reinforce the wall itself. 
the very top of the mesa looks to be some kind of airy or sky dock of some kind. Uh, in a different setting, at a different time, there might be people on Griffinback or other flying animal back leaving this tower, carrying message from the Edge Masons. Oh, hell yeah. Ringed around this mesa, you see carvings of faces, kind of in a spiral up along the mesa itself. Anyone passing through here would know that these are the faces of great edge masons of the past, people who have laid down their lives to defend the valley in one way or the other. People who have defeated great monsters, folks who have overcome some great arcane tribulation. Most of them are faces that you wouldn't necessarily recognize, but there is one at the very top of the mesa that is unmistakable, and that is the face of the old mage herself. Cherish is probably all of that stuff to mm -hmm. Sid. Like, anything that's not, like, directly evident, like... Because I feel like she would she would know like all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And we don't know that our uh, parents defended the like fought off the hobgoblins, right? We don't know that. None of your you parents were edge masons. True. Yeah, so they wouldn't be on here. And I don't. This isn't freaking Naruto. <laughs> I don't know who all knows oh, the uh, the old guard's story outside of Tirza. Yeah, it might just be Tirza. I, yeah. And Tirza, you would recognize that there are a couple of faces on here that are spoken of among the Jarashir because there are actually... Jarashir who have become age masons. Yeah, thank, thank you for saying that because that was going to be one of my questions. Um, and I think... Uh, she um does the the equivalent of a of a crossing herself when she sees them mm -hmm. yeah the most, i think the most noteworthy thing right off the bat though is the small encampment outside the walls of this tower fortress that is not normal and how how far away is it? You're probably less than a mile away. Okay. The road you're on sweeps away from these large cliffs that you are winding through and really really in a probably close to like 30 degree angle just straight down into the drylands. Yeah. It levels That's, out we're gonna... in about a mile probably at the back mm -hmm. of this tower. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to have to swing pretty close to the to the tower anyway. If you want to stay on the road. Going. Yeah. Basically, the road parts on either side of the main mm -hmm. gates of this place. And how big is the encampment? Uh, from where you are, it's tough to say. You're probably about a mile off still. You can see the encampment outside the walls. It's that big. So it's probably over 20 tenths. Does there seem to be any sort of activity going on 
uh, that we can see from, you know, are there large amounts of people that we can see moving around or no, not so much. You can see groups of people moving around. You can't quite tell what they're up to. Okay. For some reason, the, uh, the, what popped into my head, like when we're like, oh, can, like, what can we see is I'm like, it's 5,280 feet away. <laughs> like, what is, what is that? That's nothing. I mean, that's how much a mile is, but. Yeah. And it's all just flat, arid land in front of you. So the fact that you have just such a clear shot is what lets you see all this stuff. Yeah. Well, we'd better... Steer clear. Oh, I was going to say be on our guard. I mean... We know that the tower was taken. That's probably what that is. Uh, I'd say we stay clear of it. Um, oh, I'm really curious as to who it is. The The tents... Outside, mm-hmm. uh, like, is there a distinct kind of like style to them? Do they look any particular way, or are they just like normal, just like tents? Is there flags from this far off? You it's tough to flag. say. You'd have to get closer to get a decent inspection of this place. Ugh. Also, is the Sun Pass uh, Tower occupied usually? Usually, there is a rotating garrison of edge masons here this is basically their home base they don't really have a home base per se but if they were going to have one it would be the sun pass tower okay so this is where think... edge masons are brought to train okay do you think that encampment are the all those edge masons we saw leaving wickmore it's possible I mean, it's hard to tell from this far away. One thing of note would be that the Edge Masons you saw leaving Wickmore's Landing were all on foot. The fact that you didn't overtake them on the road would be oh, astounding. <sighs> so maybe they weren't even going this way. Maybe they went to Stormhaven? I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Everyone in town seemed to think they were heading towards the Sun Pass, but you didn't ask any of the Edge Masons. Shit. That's weird. Well, and we're still kind of... We're, we're still not on, like, flat ground yet. We're no. still kind of... You still have yeah. to descend quite a ways before you hit flat ground. Flat ground basically yes. starts at the tower. Yeah, and I I think I'm going to... I What I say to Sid is, like... Look, it's it's dangerous to take the horses off the trail at, on this kind of a slope. No, actually, I should probably roll for that. I'm not sure if I know that. Give me an animal handling check. Yeah. Mm, it's, it's an eight. <laughs> It's... So they're horses. They can probably, you know, they're horses. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you grew up in a blacksmith, you smithery who 
predominantly. I mean, horseshoes was a big thing of stock of the stock and trade. Calkin would get up to outside of uh, making stuff for the Maker Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you would know the basic tenets of just like, yeah, you don't take the horses off roading if you can help it. Okay. So yeah. So I guess that's that's what I say. Like, I I guess the other sorry not to interrupt Elliot, but I guess the other thing too is that like the people who. Cherish might know enough to know that she doesn't know enough to take horses off-roading. You know what I mean? Like, yes. she's aware that she's not experienced and neither is anybody else in the party with yeah. the <laughs> it's exception a- of me. I love, I love the term off-roading horse. <laughs> Horses, it's, it's very good. It's a known unknown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's probably the gist of what she says, is like, you know, it's I don't think it's a good idea to take these horses off the trail before we're on flat ground. Can we... Flat ground is right at the tower? Basically, that's where the flat ground starts. Oh, god. Okay. Um... So what, we just take the path up and hope we don't get attacked? I mean, I'd rather get in a fight with everyone in relatively good health than have someone fall and break a bone and then get into a fight possibly and we have to pass it anyway there there's no telling that a sentry won't catch us trying to go around i mean i'm honestly i would be surprised if they haven't seen us already give me perception checks yeah seeing that fire off in a distance i don't know 12. 14. The rules are getting higher, so this, this <laughs> dice this dice uh, may just save 16. itself. 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Alright. Grawl and Sid, yeah. you definitely notice a small detachment coming away from the camp, heading up the road towards you. Cool. Damn All it. Right. Nice. They look like they're on foot, but they look like they're moving really fast. Like, way faster than people should be moving on foot. Oh, shit. Once again, we sat around arguing until we got in trouble. (laughs) It is kind of our MO. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Shall we go say hello? (sighs) It's the polite thing to do. Sure, I'm all about manners. Let's do this. Uh, Tirza has her shield and warhammer. Not out, but ready. Okay. Yeah, I would actually like to prepare an action. Yes. Um, I would like... Oh, here it is. I would like to cast magic missile if they attack. Okay. If one of my party gets attacked how by far, something. How far off are they? I mean, they're moving fast, but they're still over a half mile out. Yeah. Are you riding towards them to meet them? Or are you staying where you are? I think we should stay where we are. Yeah, let's not get closer to that giant encampment. Just in case. Okay. Yeah. Staying where you are. Uh, you see these figures quickly approaching, and over the next few minutes, you see <laughs> a fairly astounding sight, and one that I don't think any of you have seen before. 
something you would all be aware of is that each of the Guardian Guilds sort of have their own little, like, mystique and mystery about them in terms of what they do and how they get up to what they do. Uh, the Edge Masons, it's rumored that they have the ability to, like, get between points of civilization much faster than anybody else. They're mm. somehow connected with the roads. And what you see is basically each of the Edge Masons wields some kind of massive two-handed weapon. That's a like a universal truth. And these three each have whatever the business end of their weapon is planted in the ground behind them, and they're holding the halves of their weapons like the tillers of boats. And the earth beneath them is sort of like risen up in a little almost like hillock, and it's propelling them forward, and they seem to be steering where they're going with the hilts of their weapons. I want one of those. Wild. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> so you're saying they're land surfing? They're kind of land surfing. Oh, <laughs> I want yeah. to be one. It's it's more like land sailing. That's yeah, okay. It's it's all good. Hang ten. <laughs> they're hanging ten on the wave of the future. Ah, oh, so cool. And Shaka. <laughs> when they get within about fifty feet they'll rip their weapons out of the ground from beneath them and kind of, like, skid to a halt, their big armored bodies throwing a big cloud of dust in front of them. Like all Edge Masons, they're dressed in heavy plate armor or scale mail. These are heavily armored knights. Hello there! Hi. The one in the lead will spin around this huge glaive that he'd had previously planted on the ground and then just, like, thump, thump it to his side. And you can see that this is a huge... At first you think it's human, but then, like, the strange marbled quality of their skin definitely tells you there's something else. And the oh, fact that they're, like, forged. seven feet tall also is a matter of some note. Uh, no, this is a Goliath. This is a half-giant. Oh, nice. They have this marbled, blackened skin with, like, veins of white kind of moving through it like granular stone. Oh, that's so cool. Um, they will pull off their helmet and kind of, like, rest it under one arm, their glaive in the other hand, and look at all of you and say, Travelers, you've come to the Sun Pass at a hard time. I recommend you turn around. We really oh. need to get to, to Blue Gulch, though. Yeah, that's going to be, like, super impossible. Can we go around? Is there, is there like, a, a detour? Um, I suppose if you struck straight southward across the open desert until you hit the river, you would probably be fine. Outside of, you know, the desert killing you. Well, I mean... That won't take us much long. It, it'll still take us about the same amount of time. Presumably. What, uh, what's going on? We've heard rumblings of the Sun Pass being taken. It, the tower is currently in contestation. The Edge Masons are taking care of it, rest assured. But it is not safe for travelers to move this close to the tower at the time being. Contestation with who? Uh, 
It will soon be back under the Edge Mason's control, rest assured. God. Okay, yeah. well, now I'm curious. They're not giving me any weird, like, side eyes, are they? Uh, give me an insight roll. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, boy. Insight. That is a dirty 20. Uh, you could tell that the Goliath leader definitely gave you a second glance when he caught sight of you, but Dang. it's tough to say exactly what his read on the situation was. Um, mm -hmm. Very stony face, tough to read. Um, the other two behind him are still holding their weapons, and uh, it's tough to say where they're looking because they still have their helmets on. Um, Dang. But yeah. Please. Oh, sorry. Appraising the situation, the Goliath commander definitely gave you a second look and nobody else in terms of just like hmm what's happening here please if it's really that dangerous it's important for us to know what we might be facing if we continue I'm gonna need some kind of persuasion check for you to I kind really of get any pertinent information <laughs> yes thank you sir I figured <laughs> uh, <laughs> How's the 17 sound? The Goliath will sort of, like, give you a once-over, Tirza, and say, Are you coming from Kathbari? Uh, no, actually. From, uh, ugh, sorry, I for just totally forgot where we came from. From Wickmore's Landing. Hmm. Well, the current occupiers of the tower have far-reaching magics. From their position, they can affect quite a bit of the road. It's not safe for travelers. Fireballs flung from on high tend to uh, disagree with most travelers. Fireballs. Even to the south? Okay. The road passes directly beneath the tower, lad. Can I make some sort of... In Is there any way I can put together what he's saying? Or... <laughs> Is Olivia just dumb? <laughs> Is that... I mean, he's being very oblique about what's going on. He doesn't want... He's very concerned with civilians passing close to the tower... He doesn't want to tell you what precisely the threat is. Okay, well... Hmm. But that's not helpful to me. <laughs> well... Well... We look. have business in Blue Gulch. It's important, so we'll have to go through anyway, no matter what the occupancy is. Well, you're free to speak with the captain in charge, but again, I would not recommend getting much closer than this. Are you going to detain us? No, that is not the job of the Edge Masons. Okay, well then, good day. Everybody, I think we should be on our way. Whether we decide to skirt the tower once we're on flat ground or not. Thank you for your warning. Very well. You take your fate into your own hands. Damn right I do. <laughs> no, sure. Just make your own destiny. 
<laughs> Tirza whispering to Cherish, you can't talk to cops like that. I talk to cops for the fuck I want. <laughs> I'm mad now. <laughs> I slapped my... <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, and when you decide to keep moving forward, the Goliath will actually like give you a nod of respect and say, very well. If you wish, you can speak with the captain of the camp, but just be aware that there are threats that may come from on high. Alright. And they will plant their weapons back in the ground and sort of just like take off back down the road with like weird land jet skis. Nice. Land skis. That's all I got. That's all I've got. So do we want to gather more intel from the captain, or should we... I mean, it sounds like we'll have to go talk to him. But we might as well continue towards this encampment. Yeah. Well, at least we know they're not going to outright attack us. Mm, That's true. So what do you do? As, as we, Yeah, I think we continue forward. As we push forward, Cherish is like, so do, do you think I was too too intimidating? Like, do, do you think that, like, I wasn't, like, do you think he's, that guy was intimidated by me, like, too much? Was I coming off too, too aggressive? No. <laughs> I feel no, like... I was not intimidated. <laughs> I feel like you could have been meaner. I mean, one thing I know about guards is that you need to be really mean to them because... I don't think that's true. (laughs) Do you guys want to go back to jail? And again, the Edge Masons are not guards. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, They are to be dead. They're basically park rangers. Yeah. That, like, go kill monsters. (laughs) So, like, park rangers. Yeah, like park rangers. (laughs) Like, do you think I put him off? Heading down the road, you are getting closer and closer to the tower, and as you descend, the height of this thing is just immense. It's probably close to 2,000 feet tall. This is one of the largest mesas in in all of the drylands. And that's perhaps why the roads were built around it and why it was turned into a fortress. As you get close, you see that the encampment of the Edge Masons is a wild affair. There is no uniformity to their tents. There is no rank and file to their encampment. It is heroes pitching camp wherever they damn well feel like it. And as you approach, you can hear some kind of large shouting argument happening in the center of this motley camp. There is a banner placed with the symbol of the Edge Masons. It's a large hammer surrounded by a bright sun that is in front of the camp, but whoever planted it there didn't really, wasn't trying to make a statement. They just planted it there to be like, yeah, we're the Edge Masons, you know. Yeah, what a, you know. <laughs> um, but at the center of this camp, you can see that there is a large throng of people all shouting at each other. Uh, they are People of all races, genders, creeds, the only thing that unifies them is they're all wearing, like, heavy armor of some kind or another, and they all have large two-handed weapons. At the center of it all, there is a 
man with, well, not to put too fine a point on it, but has fire for hair. What? See a genasi. A flame genasi stands at the center, uh, wearing, like, very little armor, all things considered. It's really just, like, a big shoulder plate and a couple of straps onto a breastplate, and fire leaping up from their hair, and this big mane that comes down to these huge, fiery sideburns. Their skin is this, like, ruddy, coppery red with these yellow filigrees running up all and down their arms and across their face. And they're just, like, standing, arms crossed. There's a great sword planted in the ground next to them. And they're just, like, hearing all the shouts around them and just shaking their head. Can we hear what is being shouted? Yeah, can we figure out what the argument is? A couple of minutes listening in, and it seems as though the argument seems to be revolving around storming the place. Um, But people are shouting that they already tried that and it didn't work. Then there's shouts of like, cowards, uh, you'll never, uh, call yourself a real edge mason. And some of the other edge masons are saying like, we sent in like the, the squad from Blue Gulch went in there and they didn't come back out. What do you expect us to do? Um, oh, so was there, was there a place at the edge of the camp to like tie up horses? Because I feel like we should probably dismount before <laughs> we shouldn't walk into this camp on horseback. And again, the camp is just like a, a spread out, like smattering of tents. There isn't some kind of like regimented line where people have planted. And no, there isn't a place to plant horses because these people don't use horses. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They have their cool, cool weapons. Okay. I, would yeah, assume... I mean, it's funny. It's, it'd be funny if we were sitting on the edge of the crowd listening to this argument while atop horses. <laughs> Much taller than everyone. It's so nice. Yeah, like, uh, hey guys, <laughs> real quick. Well, they seem to be pretty preoccupied. So should uh, we go? you will see the Goliath sort of stride through the crowd, walk up to the fire genasi, say some low words into their ear. The Janasi will kind of, like, look up with these bright golden eyes and stare at the four of you at the edge of the camp on the top of your horses. And then, without even saying a word, and seemingly no one is paying attention, they'll just grab their greatsword, throw it over a shoulder, and walk through the crowd towards you. Sweet. Nice. I like his style. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, man. Striding up, they'll raise a, like, slightly smoldering eyebrow at you all. Oh, smoldering as in, like, fire, not like a... I meant both. Nice! (laughs) It's the best of both worlds. Um, wow, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they won't say anything, they'll just raise a, like, slightly charcoal eyebrow at all of you. Uh, are you the, the captain? Yes, that would be me. Uh, so what's going on? I could ask you the same thing. We're travelers headed to Blue Gulch on, and Tirza will kind of look around at everyone else in the group. 
dire business. Does everyone simultaneously roll their eyes? The, the dire thing. Oh, I didn't even think about that pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't get the pun. Oh. I think Cherish doesn't roll her eyes because she notes tears that didn't do it on purpose. No. <laughs> the captain will say, Well, you've taken your fate into your own hands coming this close to the tower. I suppose there's no harm in letting you press forward if you wish. God knows those little scaly bastards won't get you if you get far enough away today. Scaly bastards? Aye. What are we talking? Kobolds, mostly. Kobolds. Can't say I'm too proud to have lost the bastion to kobolds. Uh, happens. I mean, it doesn't. I'm just, I, that was dumb. I mean, it happened. Um, what do I know about kobolds? I would need some kind of history yeah, or nature I rolled, check. I rolled, I'm trying to find the modifier. I got a 16. On what? Uh, history, sorry. Being from the Drylands, you would know kobolds on a whole mostly stick to the northern parts of the Drylands and to the hills beyond civilization. They are a scrappy bunch. They have minds of their own. They are consummate inventors and tinkerers, though they don't really truck with civilization as other denizens of the valley would see it. They have these large, crazy, almost insane fortress fortresses out in the hills and in the wastelands, cobbled mm -hmm. together by scrap and iron and things of their own invention, held together with spit, glue, and luck. Yeah. Uh, they're very good at leading people into traps. And for mm. the most part, as far as you know, they all swear fealty to pyre scale. Mm-hmm. It's strange that they've come so far down south. That's the thing. They didn't come from any direction. Little bastards boiled up from beneath our feet. What? That's even yeah, weirder. <laughs> and the captain doesn't even seem to be thinking about what he's saying. He's just kind of venting. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> I'll say. Anyway, you best get on your the move. Who knows when their next sortie will be coming out. Um, we're going to be heading to, like we said, we're going to be heading to Blue Gulch. Do you have a sort of recommended path down that way to avoid Cobalt? Take the south road, move as fast as you can. Okay. As long as you're not like any of our trainees, you'll be fine. What what does that mean? I mean, they're trainees. They're probably very inexperienced. You stay too long in one place and the kobold snapped you up. That was our mistake here. Okay. Edge mason ways to keep moving. This is what we get for having a base of operations. Okay, that's good to know. That's good info. We've got good info. We just, you know, move. 
Or he could be like those damn fools from the Blue Gulch garrison and run headfirst into the trap. Yeah, that sounds like them. Oh, you're aware of them then? Well, I live in Blue... I used to live in Blue Gulch. Oh. <laughs> then you probably know Captain Yan. Do I? <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Captain... Jan McFeeg was Jan McFeeg. a halfling edge mason of a reputation. Uh, people thought him dangerously brave. Like, he would go out of his way to, like, tackling the biggest monsters and uh, fighting the biggest bar fights. He tended to f fight hard drink harder. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's... Yes, he's... definitely got... Uh, a look then... or a, a leap then look mentality. For sure. Yeah, well, his leap led another batch of trainees straight into the fucking mouth of this place. Meanwhile, my boys Are can't they... decide which end is up. Yeah. Are you... Are you waiting on reinforcements? What's... <sighs> not gonna lie, not sure what we're waiting for, other than for the kobolds to come swarming back out and attack us again. They're damn flying lizards they got. Flying lizards? Flying lizards? Flying lizards? I don't know where they found them, but they're these... I don't know. Lizard bat things. They weren't in the keep before, I'll tell you that much. They're just burrowing up into the keep. As far as I can tell. Oh. Honestly, we only had one of our scouts come back, and he's laid up. Is he conscious? Now. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yeah. You need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of, a, kind of in a hurry. I'll say. My recommendation, get as far away from here as you can before nightfall. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, let's head head south. So you head away? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean like I, like I know we can do magic and stuff, but like multiple garrisons of these people have run in there and not come back out. I, just, I don't I'm not really sure like what we could do to help. Are you saying this is Elliot or are you Cherish? We'll call me. We'll call him B. Okay. Because because Olivia's with you but Tirza mm, feels really bad leaving these people. 
I would say Sadagar would definitely back up that feeling. Yeah. Maz is of the opinion to just, like, yeah, let these losers, like, stew in their own <laughs> failure. Uh, that means we Cherish's, Cherish's, I mean, Cherish's thinking is, these people have more experience than us, and we would probably just slow them down, which is why we should leave. <laughs> Not the horrible, mean thing that Maz is saying. Uh... When you think that, when Cherish thinks that, like, oh, these people have more experience than we do, Maz will scoff. <laughs> and simply say in your mind, yes, because I'm sure they survived the machinations of a Skane witch. I'm sure they've been dodging killers at every corner. Okay, but, like, they're I'm sure they learned think... how to wield arcane power surging through their own blood. And I think at this point, Cherish has forgotten to not say this stuff out loud, and she's like, okay, yeah, but there's a difference between just winging it half the time when people are trying to kill you and going up against, like, an organ a mostly generally organized force. And you, like, kind of eyes track back to the crowd, just shouting at each other, it looks as though a fist fight has broken out. Mm. That looks fun. And Maz will say in your mind, yes. Organized. <laughs> oh, maybe these idiots do need our help. So you leave? Uh... Stormpiercer does not present an opinion. Oh, now you don't have an opinion. <laughs> We're all just talking to our forgebound items in the middle of this fist fight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was actually going to ask, Elliot, do we know that Maz talks to you telepath? Have you have you ever talked to Maz out loud before? That is a super good question that I'm not sure I know the answer to, but my gut reaction is no. Okay. I would say that culturally, because... people in the valley would be aware that forge-bound items communicate in different ways the obvious ones are the ones that talk out loud but yeah if a person I, is ever caught talking to themselves it's sort of just a general assumption that they're talking to their forge bound item i mostly just wanted to know if it's weird for cherish less than i i figured it's probably pretty normal to see people just talking to themselves i i think that once <laughs> once maz started to communicate in more um, complex thoughts than yes and no, which was what her original thing was. And those complex thoughts were just saying mean stuff about people all the time. <laughs> the Cherish definitely does not, like, around people, Cherish does not talk out loud to Maz. Okay. Because it's just usually her being like, stop being rude to everyone all the time. <laughs> I know I'm the only one who can hear it, but it's so mean! Um, but so yeah, that's probably definitely weird. Or just at least strange. Like, you know, she's frustrated to a point where she's actually talking out loud in response to Maz. As you're just... all gathered at the edge of this camp, sort of talking over what to do, kind of slowly your horses are shuffling you away, kind of Getting scared by the fight that's breaking out in the middle of this camp. Fair enough. You all hear the 
deafening cry that sounds in the desert air above you. There's a from somewhere above. And then there's a and the rush of air. And from above you, you all see, descending from the sky, these large, bat-winged, beaked bird lizard things. On the backs of them are these horrible, wheeling kobolds, dressed in scrap metal, wielding these large, what look like staves that are trailing fire and smoke. They're all going to let out a cry. The edge masons begin pulling each other apart and, like, staring up at the sky, kind of, like, scrambling to get to their weapons. They were just in a friendly brawl. Now they need to get into a real fight. (laughs) Your horses begin to panic. And I think it is at that point we are going to take our break. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when we return, shit's coming out of the sky. Woo! Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty. Nasty. Greetings, my friends. Omatep Duskwalker here, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very specific magic item that maybe somebody might find useful in the future under very specific circumstances. Of course, I am talking about the Spurs of the Wizard Lizard. That's right, there is a wizard who is also a lizard. Or was it a lizard who is also a wizard? You know, I'm not exactly sure on this one. Either way, he has a set of spurs, and I happen to have a set on sale right now. These spurs can be attached to any sturdy pair of boots, and while you have them equipped, you may add your strength modifier to any animal handling check made on a mounted creature. But if you are also mounted on a reptile of some sort, you may add half of its speed to its total speed. So say you are moving on a some kind of giant skink or something, and it could run 30 feet per turn. You could add an additional 15 feet to its total movement. Now that is a fast skink. Now some of you may be saying, But Omatep, spurs are cruel and unusual implements used to hurt animals that you are riding. And normally I would agree with you, but you must understand that these particular spurs are in fact magical. So no real damage will ever be done to any mount you use them on, unless you are some kind of cruel subterranean monster digging them into the flesh of your steed, but (laughs) that is no one that I sell. Okay, look, I may have sold some items to some cruel subterranean monsters, but they were paying a pretty good premium, so I feel as though I am just... Look, I don't need to defend myself to you, of all people. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, you can buy these spurs from me for a small fee of only 500 gold. Eh? Come on... You could ride a lizard. Giant skink. Ah, well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, stuff was coming down out of the sky, yo. Ah! Kobolds on pterodactyls, everybody. Let's do this. Roll initiative. Oh, I guess my prepared action was for the the people coming at us before. Yeah, and that was like 20 minutes ago. That was fine. Okay, fine. I just just wanted to make sure. Okay, I'm good. The number went back down, so I'm not using this dice anymore. Yeah. I am not rolling. That's not bad. So, 25 to 20. 
I am raising my hand. Okay. Ooh. What do you have? 20. 20. All right. What is your dex modifier? It is uh, plus one. All right. Um, 15 to 20? 17. Oh, there we go. God. Is Tirza going first? Oh, my God. I know. Not T- bringing up the Rearza. 10 to 15? Oh. Okay. <laughs> 5 to 10? Oh. Eight. Uh, Eight. Ch- Cherish bringing up the... Kaboosh? <laughs> 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 Kaboot. No, nope. that's nothing. Uh-huh. No, that's nothing. I have five. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 All the, right. the rarish, rarish. Yeah. No, that's also nothing. Nope. nope. All right. So, leading the charge, we have these pterodactyls swooping down out of the sky. They have some really nasty swoop attacks. Let's see who they're going after. There are three of them in total, by the way. Cool. Not me. Not, me. Not, Not me. good chances. We have the gang of Edge Masons still gathering up their weapons, getting ready to uh, do battle with these things. We have you, the group of lone individuals, sort of separated from the camp, providing some soft targets. We'll see who they notice. Yeah. Okay, two of them dive headfirst down at the Edge Masons, but one of them is making a pinwheel move towards the group. Let's go a, a roll of one through four to see who we get. That is going to be Grawl. Oh, thank God. Somehow <laughs> I knew. We, we, so, I forgot to roll my health back up. Yeah, that, you do have full health. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a 9 does not hit? No, a 9 does not hit. Okay, so this pterodactyl swoops down out of the sky. It is like twice the size of your horse as it's coming down. It's huge beak snapping at your face. You like lean almost totally out of the saddle, getting out of its way. And as it's passing above you, you see the kobold riding just at the joint where its wings meets its long sinuous neck, let out a cackling cry, wheeling its like flaming staff around in the air, and it will whip a bunch of coals down at your face out of this like catcher's mitt at the end of the staff. Hell yeah. Holy shit. Like a little lacrosse stick. Yeah, I was about to say sky fire lacrosse. Basically. (laughs) um, That is going to be a 17 versus your AC. Yeah, that hits. All right. So, and then a 20 versus your AC? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it is effectively a Scorching Ray that he's casting at you. Just as flavored slightly differently. So that is going to be six fire damage to your face. <laughs> the other Specifically to the face. The other two pterodactyl riders are going to be attacking the veterans and the knights. Okay, so... <laughs> what some of you see, though most of you are distracted by the giant flying lizard that just swooped down into your midst. Uh, Sid, looking yeah. back at the group, though, you see one of the edge masons just being bodily lifted up off of the ground by this pterodactyl and f- pulled up into the sky. It goes up about like 30 feet and the whole time the cobalt on the back of this thing is just whamming its flaming staff into the face of the edge mason and then it is oh dropped God. from the sky the smoking wrecking ruin of an edge mason just boom, hits the ground with an almighty thump 
Okay, note, do not get picked up by a pterodactyl. That brings us to Tirza. By the way, when the pterodactyl swooped to attack Grawl, it was just flying past. It then went back up into the air about 30 feet. I'm assuming no one gets opportunity attacks. No, it's moving too quick. Yeah. It has its Um, flyby ability. Yeah. That is okay. I'm going to... uh, Shields is already drawn. Warhammer will be pulled out. Um, And I'm going to... uh, Give a... um, I'm going to cast aid on my party. So all of you have your hit point maximums increased by five. Sweet. Does that heal anything at all? Or just increases my maximum? Well, you should be at full health. But yes, it also gives you five hit points. I mean, I just took damage, so... Oh, right. So that's increased by five. Your, Your maximum and your hit points goes up. Okay. So... Uh, aid lets you target three creatures. I'm assuming you just choose your party members and not yourself. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. I already have a lot of hit points. Fair enough. And yes, um, that lasts for eight hours. Sweet. Nice. It's not even yeah. concentration. Holy crap. I know. But well, yeah, I mean, it would be hard to hold concentration for eight hours. It's true. Yeah. That no will bring us to Sid. Uh, how high up did the pterodactyl go? The one that just attacked Grawl is now yeah. 30 feet in the air. Shit. Uh, I probably can't get launched that high up. Um, it would be tough. It would be tough. Um, can I pull out uh, my grappling hook for my pack? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. This is going to go very well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I try and hook on to the pterodactyl? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. I, I love like the character she really... Give me a ranged attack roll okay. without your proficiency bonus. So just your dexterity modifier. Okay. Probably not eleven. No, the hook kind of goes sailing up and then just kind of dips before it gets any co- anywhere near the pterodactyl. Uh, rolling very high tonight. Um, well, that's <laughs> it's kind of all I could do. Okay, that <laughs> yeah. brings us to Grawl. Okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna just 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 gonna Eldritch blast one of these fools and see how they take it. Um, is it, am I able to target one of the kobolds on top of the pterodactyls? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I want to do that and see if I can try to knock one of these fools off. Okay, so you're targeting the kobold atop the pterodactyl. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Ooh, plus... Uh, All of my math on it. Uh, one second. I, math. Yeah. Here's my math. Okay. Um. Uh. That is an eighteen. Eighteen will hit. Yes. Yeah, it's me some damage. Stuff. Oh, two, two, six. Wait, no. 
The Eldritch Blast is 1d10. Yeah, that's. I'm looking at the uh, wrong thing. There's my d10. Yep. Ooh, Does not Eld great. Uh, what? Does Eldritch Blast increase in damage later on? Um, it gives me two um things. You can uh, attack with it twice. Yeah. Yes. Um. Anyways, uh, I think that's only a f four. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's not gonna hit. Well, I mean, the four is the damage. Yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, and then I'm gonna roll the second. Is it a beam or is it just like a? What does your Eldritch Blast look like, girl? Well, we we established it's kind of like a green kind of energy with some brownie bits in there. I always imagined moss. it was like a crackling orb that's kind of like streaking with a little bit of tail, oh, like cool. a comet. Nice. All right, so attack number two. Uh, that is a 13. 13 will not hit. It goes streaking yeah. past. Bulge. We'd like to move Where it all, staying where you are. Um... I'm gonna see if we can like spread out a bit because these guys swooping down at us uh, all together is kind of not a good idea. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. right how how bit. how far away from the group are you moving? Are we all still mounted. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to um, that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> are all of our horses gonna die? I like Aiden. We will get to that in a second. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll do I'll do like thirty feet, just my normal full movement. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. That brings us to the Masons. They are going to uh, be pretty useless against these things, actually, considering they all have giant melee weapons. A couple of them with big ass spears will just like double hand launch them into the air. One of them will get lucky and strike okay. one of the pterodactyls like in the the breast underneath the wings and will deal a little bit of damage, but not a ton. Um, that is going to bring us over to Cherish. Okay. Um, so I am going to, okay. So if it does dismounting count as an action or just part of my movement, you could do it as part of your movement. Um, I'm going to do that. Mounting is another matter entirely, but okay. I'm going to dismount Lonnie. Okay. Can I give him a little pat, a real reassuring pat as a free action? Sure. Okay. And then I'm going to cast <laughs> Fly on myself. Okay, now we're talking. And I'm not going to launch myself into the air just yet. Because that's my whole action and I don't want to be a dead duck in the air. <laughs> so right. I'm just sort of getting myself ready. <laughs> okay, so at the like end... Like I make sure I have my, my, uh, my staff like strapped to my back or whatever all right cool cool i'm assuming it was already pretty strapped to your back considering you yeah i just wanted to, to make yeah. sure that that was uh you know established yeah, yeah. fair <laughs> enough all right at the end of the round everyone who is not currently riding a mystical reindeer that has an innate psychic connection to them <laughs> needs to give me an animal handling roll yeah weird <sighs> jesus okay Cool. Yeah. Wait, me too. Listen? No, Listen, you are not. Think yours okay. is great. You think yours uh, is bad? It's, yeah, mine's probably better than yours. I got an eight. Okay. Yeah. I keep rolling a fucking six. Crawl, mm -hmm. what do you got? Okay. Well, I got a, I got a one there. And Ooh, that uh, so. a, a, a botch? Did you, did you botch? Uh, so we don't like to use that word. I okay? do. I like to use it a I, lot. 
I don't like, I don't like it a lot. Word around here. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Failed spectacularly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, right, we got it. spectacularly in there, so I think we'll all be just fine, right? Yeah. Sure. Take so thirty-eight points of stupid damage. No. <laughs> Grawl. Yes. And Sid. Oh boy. Because I'll say this for your botch, I only rolled a sixty-four on the percentile, so it's not a an absolute monstrous failure. Hmm. Only spectacular. It is pretty spectacular, though, because both of your horses go bolting off in random directions. Really cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Moving at their full speed. My friend paid good speed. money for that. Which, would you like to know a riding horse's full speed? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Moving at its full speed, a riding horse can move 60 feet. Uh... Though that is just with its move action, so if it decided to double move, say, like, right now, when they're completely going hog wild... 120 feet? They move 120 feet. <laughs> Whatever. So, fine. Grawl, Sid, odds or evens? Uh, I'll take even. Okay. Grawl, odds or evens? Also evens. Okay. You both go streaking back towards the tower. Towards the encampment. Streaking? Your horses go running towards that direction. Moving oh, 120 God. feet at full speed. You now Great. find yourself in the middle of the encampment, albeit heads and shoulders above all of the edge masons because you were still on horseback. Right. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, it wasn't streaking like all of our clothes were removed and we're That's on what I was... riding across the desert. <laughs> this isn't a Lady Godiva situation. <laughs> I thought I got kicked off the horse, but yeah. Nope. Okay, this is great. Very this far is away. This is better. So, that brings us back to the top of the round with the pterodactyls and the kobolds. They're going to be swooping down for their nasty business yet again. Uh -huh. uh, the one that Grawl attacked is coming for him. Yeah. No. That's not help. good. Uh, twenty-three versus your AC. Yep. Why not? Like this. This. Okay. <laughs> so this is just the pterodactyl. Oh, lovely. That How is, hurt is Grawl gonna get? Hey. Going to be twelve piercing damage. Okay. Cool. 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 And I need you what to make you a mean? strength saving throw. Okay. Well. Um. So that's thirty-two. Anytime. Uh, I have to make a strength saving throw. I can use that fun greatsword thing, Madu. Um, which is what is it again? Add two to the roll. I believe. Um, let me. Completely different book. <laughs> Sorry to make you grab another book. Yeah, yeah. Um. Whenever you must make a strength saving throw, you can avoid being moved against your will. You can dig your blade of the greatsword into the ground as a reaction. Hmm. Yeah. This is not apply to the situation. You're on, a horse. You're on a horse. It's a big sword. You can dig your blade into your horse. I want to use it as a rudder like they were doing earlier as a handbrake on the ground. I will say this much, Grawl, and this is going to be an awful, awful decision to make, is you could do this into your horse. No. Otherwise, no. 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 <laughs> then Dang I it. think you're in an untenable position. Okay, and strength saving throw. Okay. <sighs> 14. 14. 
is exactly what you needed not to get pulled off of your horse. Oh, yeah. Whatever the one picture is of the dude just touching his face. Just, oh, yes, that's good right there. And right as it's passing over you and biting into you, the kobold atop its back will lunge down and try to smack you in the face again with its fiery staff. Although that is a seven to hit, so it's not going to be doing much of that. Um, As it tries to tear you off of the saddle, you're going to hold on with all of your might, resisting getting pulled up into the sky. Eventually, the pterodactyl will let go and fly back up into the air. The other two have to decide whether or not to attack Sid or not. Um, One of them, the one that got stabbed by the edge mason, is going to swoop back down and attack into the camp, uh, doing some damage against some edge masons, not managing to pull any of them up into the air, though. The other one is going to swoop down at the much taller target of Sid. Ooh, cool. that's a terrible roll. A 12 versus your AC is probably not going to do it. That's going to miss. Okay. The kobold will swing at you with its staff. Uh, 14 is probably not going to do it. That's also going to miss. Okay, so the 11 also won't do it with its searing ray as well. So, in a cavalcade of failure, the kobolds all suck. Tirza, we're over to you. All of your party members have pretty much abandoned you. I mean, Cherish is still pretty close, but on the ground. Not yeah. by choice. Yeah, not by choice. <laughs> oh, well, it was 30 feet of choice, then plus another 120 of not choice. Tirza, your uh, microphone is muted. Yes, indeed. Oh shit! Thank you. Yeah. Um, are all of these are all of these pterodactyls like when they're done swooping? Are they kind of doing the thing that birds do? Are they all in the same kind of area, or are they all spread out? Yeah, it seems like all three of them are now circling above the Edge Mason's camp. Okay. Um, I am going to they both Grawl and Sid are went the same direction. Yes, so they I'm are gonna, right in the middle of the camp as well. I'm going to follow. I'm going to use um, can I have my reindeer dash? Yeah, absolutely. Dash. Cool. So I'll go 100 feet. Um, so I'm still a ways away, but um, and then I will uh, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Good dance if you want to. I can leave my friends. friends. No, my friends left me behind. Not on purpose. Tirza, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, I am going to cast uh, Shield of Faith on Grawl, because he seems to be having a bad time. Alright, Grawl, you have plus two to your AC. Yay. (laughs) And Shield of Faith is a concentration spell, though, so just keep that in mind. Yes. Um, And then also... Uh, can I put my Warhammer away? Uh, sure, I can say you can do that as part of your movement. Okay. That brings us to Sid. So, like, one came down, uh, swoop, missed me. I want to take that grappling hook, and I want to, like, wrap, aim for the, the uh, cobalt on top, and I want to, like, wrap it around. Alright, second verse, same as the first. Give me an attack roll with no proficiency modifier. Ah, yeah, okay. Uh, 23. 23 is going to hit. So, your grappling hook digs into this kobold. 
I will say it deals like two points of damage. Can I just try and I basically want to like pull it off of the because the pterodactyl's gonna be going and I'm holding on to the cobalt. Give me a <laughs> strength check. Okay. Uh ten. Okay. This will get resolved on the cobalt's next turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to Grawl. Yes. Okay, how far away is this uh pterodoc- pterodactyl um uh cobalt wombo combo that's been giving me shit? Thirty feet above you. Great, fantastic. Um well I am going to mm, 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 mm. Is that on a melee hit, Hellish Rebuke? I think it is. They have to hit you for Hellish Rebuke to go off. And you do Hellish right. Rebuke as a reaction, so it is um, during their turn, not I, yours. I'm planning I'm planning future future Grawl. Mm. Future Grawl when he gets hit again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems uh, likely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, more likely than not. Um okay. Anyways. Um, I'm going to go uh, Eldritch Blast again. Um, I want that Kobold's face um, first. Well, I'm going to need some attack rolls, my friend. Yes, I'm. Ooh, that is much better than the other ones. Um, so that is a 23. 23 will hit. Yay. 10. Uh, 7 damage. 7 damage. Where's that second one going? Um and oof. Uh six do I have to roll attacks for both? Yes you do. Okay, good. Sixteen. Sixteen will hit. Fantastic. And ooh, another seven. Um also going at little kobold man. Alright. It looks hurt, but it is not dead yet. He got a lot of HP. He has a modicum of HP. Moving at all, staying where you are. Um, are we both in the uh, like the tent little You're area? Right smack dab in the middle of this encampment. The horse does uh, not seem any calmer. I'll say that much. No. Uh, is there anyone around that's just like I'm great with animals? Let me help. Not that. <laughs> not that it's no. No one's raising their hand. Dang oh dang. <laughs> um. Uh. Nah, dog. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was hoping I'd be like, "Oh, here's Jeffrey, the edge mason who grew up on a farm." Um, uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off, um, Aiden, um, oh, and boy. then do it. Okay. Well, I, because it keeps making him a target. I likes my horse, man. Um, so, yeah. Is he still kind of moving a little bit? I, like, think he's still kind of, like, moving around a little the horse? bit. horse? I'll just kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of slide off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right, that'll bring the us to the, forehead. to the edge masons. Um, one of them will lunge forward, grab your horse's reins and say easy there girl easy there i got you i got you is it jeff from the farm because yes. i i rolled a 97 jeff. on percentile on whether or not jeff the edge mason was present <laughs> oh my god oh boy. uh cherish you might be muted 
Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Because I kept saying Tim. Okay. <laughs> but I guess we're going with Jeffrey. We're going with Jeff. We're going with Jeff. His name is Jeffathy. Jeffathy. <laughs> He's my new favorite. Protect oh my, my horse. Jeffathy. And Je- Jeffathy will do his level best to uh, to ease the horse's woes. Pa, I know the horses, and they know me. They wow. speak to me in my sleep. He rolled a 19 on his animal handling. Oh my God, so I love Jeffathy. Jeffathy. The legend of Jeffathy. <laughs> the other edge masons will attempt to do something useful and attack the... Uh... <laughs> uh, I don't want to be a farmer. I'm going to miss these horses, but I'm a hedge mason at heart. <laughs> My only way to defend the horses is to defend the whole valley. <laughs> when Jeffathy awoke that morning, he had no idea his path had come back to help him. <laughs> um, oh my God. So, uh, another one of the edge masons will, like, grab what looks like a small child dressed in plate mail, and you quickly realize it's actually a gnome edge mason that is then fastballed specialed up into the air because oh, one of okay. these edge masons rolled a crit and chucked his friend up to do battle with a kobold on the back of a uh, pterodactyl. Fuck, Does that make yes. him just like My a gosh, box so edge mason? This is mason? a perfect example. The gnome got yeeted. Oh. That is yeah. I'm still not going to use that slang. I, I, um, <laughs> ooh, there's a there's a spike right there. Sorry. So it seems it seems as though there is an epic duel happening between a kobold and a gnome on the back of this pterodactyl, and that's that what I wanted. That situation is ongoing. That brings us oh, to man. cherish. This is the best fight ever. Um, okay. So how how far away is the nearest pterodactyl? From you, they are roughly about. A hundred feet away and thirty feet up, because everyone fucking ran in the opposite direction. Shit. <clears throat> I only have six. Well, okay. I mean, I guess I can still do something, but I want wanted to do something else. But okay, I'm gonna fly. Okay. Um, and so the sixty feet of movement I have with fly. Mm-hmm. So does going up thirty feet take up like thirty feet of that sixty? Um, the, the vertical and the horizontal are separate. You can kind of angle it to move thirty feet yeah. both up and away. Yeah, but can... that's that is the whole sixty. No, that's just thirty. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, no, I want to move six. I want to move the whole sixty. Okay. Um, which means I'm about forty feet from the nearest one, and yeah. I am going to cast magic missile at the pterodactyl as a second level spell now are you there are three possible targets here there is one that has attacked grawl one that mm-hmm. has attacked sid and one with a gnome on its back i'm not going to attack the one with the gnome on its back tragic which one are you attacking <laughs> i that sounds like a bad idea in case enough damage is done to this pterodactyl that it stops flying mm-hmm. um so I'm going to cast it at the one that's been attacking Grawl. Thank you. Okay. Um, it was a coin flip. Sorry. In my head. It's fine. Um, I got this. That's also not the voice that comes out of Grawl, Grawl's mouth. It's not. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. What do we got for damage? 
Okay. Uh, okay. So it's four darts. Okay. So three, five, nine, ooh, 14. Okay. 14 force damage. And then this kobold is going to have to make an animal handling check to stay seated. He did 14 damage. Mm-hmm. All right. He rolled a 16 minus 2 is exactly 14, so exactly oh. what he needed to stay on t on top Damn of this it. thing. <laughs> yeah, they have a minus 2 to their animal handling, just FYI. <laughs> Good. Good to know. Um. So the pterodactyl takes damage. It is now pissed. Uh, while you are up in the air, uh, you are about 30 feet up? Yeah. Okay, give me a perception check. Will do. Meanwhile, Sid, I'm going to need another animal handling check. Oh, boy. Uh, 16. That's cocked. Yes. <laughs> Sid, what did it's you really roll? Good, it's a really good roll. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah what is it? Good. It might be the best possible roll you could possibly do. Uh-huh. And yeah. what, what would that number be? Well, with my modifier, it's three. <laughs> <laughs> my modifier's two. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Don't know we, we got that. We okay, got okay, that. okay, okay. Sid, odds or evens? Uh, odds this time. Why not? Okay. Your horse goes charging straight through the front gates of the walls and towards the oh, no. <laughs> the tower itself. Uh, You're calling these like gangbusters ooh. over here. Yes, oh, he's boy. getting kidnapped this session. <laughs> he's he's kidnapping himself. Yeah, it's about time, really. Um, Cherish, what did you roll on your perception check? Uh, Sixteen. Glancing around, it is chaos in the sky here. There are uh, pterodactyl flying around you. There's edge masons throwing weapons and large stones. Something does catch your attention, though, because in the middle of all of this chaos, you hear a voice from somewhere shouting, Cheryl! Okay, point of order. I am still wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Because the only other person that knows I'm wearing this hat, the two people, are Camion, who has just pieced the fuck out, and fucking Cesario, who I'm sure doesn't remember. <laughs> and Omatep, but they don't know what you look like in your conform yeah. version. Yeah, no, it's super weird. Yeah, but I can't. I can hear it, but I can't see anything. Uh, like glancing around, you're just like, where did that voice come from? Yeah, Maz is like, it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I've done my whole turn. Yeah, that brings us over to Kobolds. So, Sid, yes, you have a. <laughs> A, gra a grappling hook buried into a kobold. Yeah. You rolled a 10 on your strength check. I did do that. Oh my god, I forgot about that already. I need you now to roll me a strength saving throw. Oh boy. 
Because remember, your horse went pell-mell towards the front gates of the Mm -hmm. tower. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to be fine. Okay. uh, 13? All right. You are now dangling about (laughs) five feet off the ground. Oh, Oh, one of their traps. As the pterodactyl then begins to ascend, the ground beneath you grows farther and farther away. At the end of this kobold's turn, you are now about 60 feet off of the ground. (laughs) And it seems as though the kobold is trying to get this grappling hook off of its body. Fair enough. And it is... That is where you find yourself at the end of this kobold's turn. Cool. The other two... uh, One is going to sweep back around... Uh, scan the crowd. It doesn't have a soft target with Grawl anymore, but there is a Cherish flying in the sky right near it, so I think it's just going to go straight for that. Yeah. This is the one I attacked, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it tracks. Um, is 14 going to hit? Oh, 14 matches. Okay. So that's... Bummer. The bite attack hits you. Ouchie. And since you are airborne and not a, like, on-the-ground target, it is going to make a bite and a claw attack against you. So, that for the bite attack is... uh, 16 piercing damage. What? Fucking... As it's huge... uh, Again, its beak is maybe nearly as big as you, as it just, like, snaps down on you, and it's going to... Basically, just like jerk you around in the air. Jerry's like, "Ow!" <laughs> this, and it will sort of curl in on itself. Its wings still flapping, and its little like clawed legs will lunge up towards its beak and try to snip you as well. Ooh, that's going to be a twenty-five versus AC. God damn it! For another. 18 slashing damage. Oh, bitch. Wow. Oh my god. Me, every other day. Man, I should stop playing Cherish like a fighter. Me, does it anyway. Has six hit points. The last of the pterodactyls will swoop back down into the crowd. Grawl right next to you, you see an edge mason just picked up and pulled up into the sky. Okay. That Is that brings... the one that was fighting with the gnome? Uh... Or is that yes, the, the kobold on its back is still fighting a gnome, but the yeah. pterodactyl nice. is doing its own thing, it seems. Cool. Uh, Tirza, that brings us to you. Oh, boy. Um... Up in the sky, you see Cherish being torn apart by this pterodactyl. It's sort of hovering in the air now. You also see Sid dangling from a rope <laughs> about just in so much... 60 See, we should have just up. fucking left. We should have just fucking left. We are not doing anything to help. I gave you every opportunity. I know, and we just sat around arguing like idiots. That's <laughs> eh, fine. We're doing great. We're doing so good. We're doing so good. Tirza, what are you up to? Um. <laughs> God, I don't even know anymore. Um. Oh Lord. Um. Can I, how, 
who is the closest to me of the pterodactyls that are attacking my party members? Uh, probably the one directly above you, eviscerating Cherish. That's, That's not good. Everywhere. Oh no. Um. And how far above me is it? About thirty feet. Okay. Um. I'd like to do storm strike. No, wait. Uh. Fucking. Uh. <laughs> Have we learned nothing? <laughs> um. I. God, I don't even know. I would like to cast. Um. Okay, so I would like to get directly below it. Okay. Oh my gosh! No, this isn't gonna work. Um. I can't I can't cast a spell if I put my shield away. Yeah. Yeah. If you do not have your arcane focus or your divine symbol, yeah. no. <sighs> Fuck it. Okay. Um I'm going to uh cast divine favor on a javelin and just huck it at the pterodactyl. Okay. Grawl loses um, his uh shield of faith. It's fine, I didn't get to use it anyways. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Okay. Coming up next, Crawl dies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, give me a huck. Alright, let's see. Um, what's my modifier? Uh, 16? 16 is exactly what you need to hit. Whew, doggy. Alright, um... We'll do radiant damage first because I have it. That's three radiant damage. Okay. Um. Oh, that's eight piercing damage. All right. Plus your strength modifier. That is plus my strength modifier. Oh, okay. So eleven that's is your total. Uh huh. All right. This now the cobalt needs to hang on. Oh no! Roll the thirteen minus two is exactly eleven. Hanging on there, buddy. Anything else staying where you are? Um yeah, if can I can I then put my shields uh on my back? Uh you can drop it, you can't stow it. Nope, then I'm then nothing. Then oh. I'm just gonna try to keep underneath. Okay. That brings us to Sid. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try and climb up the rope. Cherish, you had something there? Um, just a quick question. I'm assuming I lost concentration. Uh, I would actually need a constitution saving throw to see if you okay. lost concentration. Oh, this might be very bad. Yeah, it um, might be very bad. And I, I it, it occurred to me on Pierce's turn. I'm sorry that I forgot um, about that. How much damage did you take from those attacks? Um, like a ton. Started at 40 with Tears' temporary hit points, and now mm -hmm. I have six. Okay. So, so I'm... That's why I just said I assumed that I lost concentration. <laughs> well, no, because it's either half the total damage or 10, whichever is higher, is the number you need to beat. Okay, well, here, let me do that math really quick, because I already care. But it was on two separate so. attacks, which is important. Oh, that's true. So the first the first attack... Would that be two concentration checks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The first attack was... 
Who boy. I, I it took me down to twenty four. So that was sixteen. Alright. So you need to make a concentration check of ten or better. Okay. Let's just say they're both ten for simplicity's sake. Okay. Ooh, first one's an eleven. Uh, well, an eleven plus four, so fifteen. You got it. Oh, and that's uh, uh seventeen. All okay. right, still flying. Sid, you want to climb this rope? Yeah. Give me an athletics check. Yeah. Although, actually, cherish if you had fallen, I could have seen if I could try to catch you one-handed, <laughs> lay on hands, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also have feather fall, which I can cast as a reaction. Yes, you can. Yeah, so, anyway, but, so, it's fine. Featherfall would be pretty useless if you couldn't cast it as a reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a ritual uh, spell. Uh, <laughs> concentrate for ten minutes. Damn ten minutes. it. Yeah. Uh, I got an 18. 18, alright. You are now on the back of this pterodactyl with a cobalt, who is very surprised. Uh, <laughs> alright, let's do this. Uh, can I... I no, my, my friend. Action. Yeah, that was your action. That was my action. <laughs> you are now you, riding the pterodactyl. You you realize that if you kill this kobold, you're gonna have to ca- do animal handling on a pterodactyl. It's worked really well so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Grawl, we are over to you. Okay. Um, how far away is my one particular uh? pterodactyl and kobold friend that I've been having beef with. Uh, it is above you in the middle of tearing Cherish apart. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, not a whole lot I can do at range other than, uh, more Eldritch Blast. Um. Not 100% so... true, but okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking about it. About it. Um, ooh, what is the damage for a crossbow? Same as Eldritch Blast. Same as Eldritch Blast? Is it really? It's 1d10, yeah. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> boo, boo. That doesn't, and I don't get two shots with that either. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't. You get two attacks with your greatsword. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know, but it's the same exact you, damage. Yeah. But do you have a better chance of hitting with a crossbow than you do with Eldritch Blast? Oh, I might. I believe it should all be the same attack modifier, considering oh. the Hexblade lets him use his uh, charisma as his attack stat as opposed to his Yeah, so it would be strength. a plus oh. 7 versus a plus 6. Yeah. No, so that's... I get one extra point on attacks. It's all probability, baby. Okay. All Up right. to you. How about this? Yeah, let's throw, let's, throw some, uh, uh, let's throw some flavor on this, baby. So, uh, instead of doing Eldritch Blast, uh, Grawl is going to point... His greatsword at the uh, the one um, kobold that is piloting. Is that the right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, You're actually a little yeah. unsure at this point about the relationship between kobold and pterodactyl, but yes, go on. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, he's gonna point at it, and instead of like shooting uh, uh, like an eldritch blast from like the greatsword it's going to turn into a crossbow what? it's going to surprise him and then it's gonna it's gonna like cock itself it's not i'm not knocking back uh, like a, a bolt or anything it's just gonna do it on its own and then it's going to fire 
And come on, that's not great. 14 isn't going to hit because I remember I got a 14 earlier. Um, sorry, I'm just double checking something real quick. Okay. Because I'm not sure what kind of action it takes to transform your weapon. Oh, interesting. We'll find out. Yes, sorry. Flipping to the Warlock section. I wasn't sure which book that was in, but I believe it is just under the Pact of the Blade stuff. Um, you can use your action. Um, yeah, that takes one hour to do. Oh, just oh. kidding. You should get started on it now, then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, again, I'm just going to sit down and just kind of look at it deeply and uh, just wait <laughs> expectantly. Never mind that none of that was happening. That was happening in uh, in Grawl's head. He's like, actually, hold on. No, I'm reading the wrong thing. Sorry. Uh, it takes one hour to like turn a magic weapon you find into your packed weapon. Oh. oh. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, well. Well, you use your action to create your packed weapon, and it takes the form of whatever weapon you want. Okay, so yeah, it takes an entire action to resummon the weapon as a new thing. Okay. I apologize to dash your hopes such as they are. Uh, uh that's okay. Um, uh, it, it can still kind of work. I'm not going to attack with it, but the whole like, oh, it it turns into a crossbow, and that surprises the hell out of him. Um, that's gonna happen. Okay, cool. Can you use a Still uses bonus action to attack. Uh, um, no, or whatever. No, because no, no. no. could use his bonus action to cast some kind of spell, but yeah, and um, that some of my stuff only is going to work. I think the only bonus... with melee attack, with melee attacks. Yep. So over to you, Chuck. So that brings us to the edge masons. Uh. Jeffethy will lead your horse away, saying, It's okay, girl. We'll get you away from here. Or, boy, I'm not quite sure of the gender of this horse. Yeah. We're in the thick of battle. I don't got time. <laughs> I just shout down, Jeffethy, grab my horse! I didn't even know his name. Sight <laughs> check. Innate so knowledge of Jeffethy's. Sherlock Holmes. I'm not that kind of rogue. Oh boy! So. Oh no, Jeffathy. Jeffathy? No, uh, but the gnome atop the. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Will just completely decimate this cobalt oh, up there. Yeah. Um, nice. But then have no idea what to do on top of this <laughs> pterodactyl. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Sometimes you get yeeted onto a pterodactyl. <laughs> gotta roll with it. You just gotta roll with it. Uh, that brings us to Cherish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, am I still in this thing's mouth? Pretty much. Cool. Okay. I mean, it's, it's uh, not it's not grappling you. Okay. Uh, so that you're... was actually my next question. Um, but sir, I am going to I want to cast Burning Hands. It's this is the point of the thing I'm about to go on a diatribe about. Cool. Um, but I would like to angle it so that like I don't know. I don't want to get caught in my own fire, own Burning Hands. That would be very difficult to do. Okay, that's what I figured. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, without literally turning your hands towards your own face. Yeah, <laughs> burning hands. <laughs> Actually, I would I would have to go like like this. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> burning hands, burning hands. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming everyone involved needs to make dexterity saving throws. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Um, in a, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say the Cobalt is at disadvantage on this one, because it can't really go anywhere. Uh, wow, that is some incredible rolls regardless, though. Uh, the Cobalt rolled a 19 on its dexterity oh, saving damn it, throw. that's fine. And the Pterodactyl rolled a 20. What? Ugh. Plus four decks. Hmm. Well, they're still taking half damage, which yeah, is better than nothing. Which might be enough to kill this kobold. We'll see what happens. It is a kobold, after all. Yeah. Alright. Four, oh, 14. Uh, divided by 2 is 7. 7 is exactly what you need. That kobold is toast. The pterodactyl is still alive, uh, but it is no longer being guided by anything. And it was just slightly lit on fire, so we'll see how that affects things. Cool. Did, did it let go of me? It's not actively holding you. You're not grappled or anything. Oh, I'm not grappled. That's right. Yeah. Um, I would like to move very far away from it. Okay. Um, you will be provoking an opportunity attack by moving out of its threatened range. Well... What am I supposed to do about that? Teleport away? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Teleport yeah. into my arms. My <laughs> healing arms. Oh my god, I'm gonna do that, actually. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna... Cause I, well, how, how, how far uh, in the air am I again? 30 feet? 30 feet. Actually, what level spell is Burning Hands? It's a, I can cast it as a second level spell. It's one of my tiefling things. Oh, you did that as a tiefling thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because normally when you cast a, a first level spell or higher, you can't also do a like another spell unless it's a cantrip. But if this was a racial ability. It was a racial ability, we will yeah. Let it slide. Okay. Um so yeah, I'm about thirty feet up in the air still. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to Misty Step right into Cherish's arm. Now, I don't know if that makes sense character-wise, though, because Cherish is still, like, really apprehensive about Tirza. I'll say this much. You still hear a voice from somewhere going, Cherish! I'm going to Misty Step just away from... I'm going to stay in the air, though. God uh, damn you. Farther Dude, up from side to side? Uh, farther up. Okay. Uh, teleporting farther up, you get a better view of the surrounding area, and you can see that uh, those platforms above you where these things launched from up the tower, there is a, a figure up there uh, just, like, shouting their fool head off. And this is where the voice is coming from? Seems that way. Now that you're up higher, you can tell this. How far away are they uh, horizontally? Uh, horizontally? Probably... Or whatever. Just uh, generally. Uh, a few hundred feet away. Up and to the side. Feet. Okay. And just squint. <laughs> it's just <laughs> momentarily, like... Momentarily distracted. It is a humanoid figure. Who is that? Tough to say. Uh, Where is okay. this individual? 
They're oh, up on one of the launch platforms for the flying creatures. Oh, God. Uh, that brings us back to the top with kobolds. Uh, that one's dead, so let's see if its pterodactyl even sticks around. Uh, no. Uh, it just uh, nice. takes off and actually probably... Yeah, it's just going to fly off into the horizon. That's a one on that one, so... It's just <laughs> <Nice>. going <laughs> to... Scraw! And then fly away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one that... Back to my family. Uh, what is that one going to do? It's got a gnome on its back. I feel like it's... Yeah, it's just going to do a barrel roll. Um... Oh, buddy. Uh -oh. And that gnome's oh, okay. going to have to make a, a hard roll to... S no. Strength so, check into the back of the pterodactyl. Yeah, that's just... Uh, so this pterodactyl does like a, a wheeling turn, and the gnome just gets flung in this wide arc away and down. And there's quite a bit of momentum to this, and it actually doesn't hit the ground before it hits the wall around the tower, bounces off, and then hits the ground with a little thump, 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 thump. Oh, that little gnome got yeeted twice. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, let's see, the only one left. This bitch empty. <sighs> so, the kobold directly in front of you, Sid, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> is... So going good. to wang you with its staff a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, 15 versus your AC? Ah, that misses. Okay, this cobalt just sucks. Um, it will then dig its heels into the pterodactyl trying to get it to do something, but its animal handling rolls a 2, so it doesn't <laughs> do shit. <laughs> uh, the pterodactyl isn't can't really isn't in a position to attack you so it won't um that brings us to tirza um okay so the one that uh was ripping up cherish is still right above me right oh yeah actually and no that one no, flew yeah, that away peached out um there is one oh. still not that far above you actually it's probably like 90 feet above you, um, and Sid is on top of it. Well, I'm, I have learned my lessons, so I'm not going to storm strike that one, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know what, baby steps? She said very begrudgingly. <laughs> um, I am, however, oh, let me see if I can do this really quick. Sid, you are on deck, by the way. Yeah. You said ninety feet. Gosh dang yes. it! So there's so there's really nothing that's like around me, huh? Um, lots of wounded edge masons, uh, a gnome oh. that took a very terminal fall. Oh, I just assumed that gnome was dead. Um, it it was a very bad fall. You don't know if it died. Can yeah so. Can I, can I actually, is that within the 100 feet that my, yeah, absolutely. my gal can go? Okay. I would like to get to, to that gnome. Okay. And see if, um, they are okay. They are not okay. They're not dead, but they're very much not okay. Okay. I would like to apply lay on hands. Okay. How many points? How's 30 sound? 30 sounds great. They are stabilized and they are no longer dying. 
and they will cool. look up at you with wide-eyed wonder. You see that this is a, a female gnome. Her hair is this, like, bubblegum pink. Her eyes are these, like, huge blue spheres. And she'll look up at you, and you're suddenly struck by the fact that you've very rarely seen a gnome. Like, if this is what a gnome is supposed to look like, you've only really interacted <laughs> with Talila. Yeah. So this is what a healthy gnome is supposed to look like. It's like, oh my god, they're adorable. <laughs> terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Tirza will just say, um, I also think if if when she expels like lots of points of lay on hands, it it like crackles like static electricity, so her hair kind of like gets the bu- the buzz and like her. S- all of the hair on her arms like stands up a little bit mm-hmm. it's creepy um and i but i think she'll say uh that that was very good work i'm the normal just like impressed. hop up and look around and scuttle over to a a big old hammer that looks way too big for this gnome and i'll say fight's not over yet and she'll pick up the <laughs> hammer and then go like charging back towards the crowd Oh. Apparently all gnomes are Tirza, nuts, though. Tirza will swoon a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, carry around. All right. Sid, we're over to you. You are on Pterodactyl back. You are 90 feet in the air. There's a kobold yep. directly in front of you. Do I still have... Does it still have, have a grappling hook around its neck? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um... <laughs> I want to I want to pull the grappling hook so pull the kobold towards me as I draw storm piercer and stab into him. All right, give me an That's attack roll. Cool. Okay. You have your sneak attack damage, sir. You are I'll say this normally your like swashbuckly powers would not get you the sneak attack because there is a pterodactyl right next to you. I, I was curious about it. Uh but because of your whole like looped around the neck kind of grab in with the rope, I'm giving it to you. Hell yeah. Okay. The fact that, that you yeah. used it to climb up to it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I got a twenty-five. That'll hit. Sweet. <laughs> God, he doesn't even need the sneak attack damage to kill this thing. No, like, what's the we'll point? See. We'll see. Yeah, we don't know. Um... It's not the killing the kobold I'm curious about. That's a foregone conclusion at this point. Oh, it's the foregone. what happens afterward that I'm super keen on. We'll find out! Uh... I mean, we know the answer is barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right. I, uh... It's a lot. Um, 20 damage. 20 damage. Okay. Yeah, this kobold is just shish kebobbed. And you, like, pull it in with the rope right onto Stormpiercer. And then as you let go of the rope, it sort of just, like, falls. Um, and, like, rolls off of this thing's neck. They weren't riding these things on saddles of any kind. Nope. So now oh, cool. you are straddled backwards on the neck of this pterodactyl. So uh, you are facing it its rear. It wasn't steering it with any sort of mechanism at, at all. It seemed like as you see its feet descending down through the air below, you can see that it was wearing some kind of spurs that seemed to be like specifically manufactured for this sort of thing. Cool. 
and now like observing the wing joints, you can see these like horrible gash and spur marks uh, where this pterodactyl was like kicked into doing these kobolds bidding. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I can do. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to move at all. Yeah. <laughs> Grawl, we're over to you. I... Okay. Now, now I would like to use my cross. All right. What's left? The one I'm standing on. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. How far away is that? It's about ninety feet up. Oh, good. ninety feet up. Okay. Oh my god. What's the range on a crossbow? I think it's 120 feet. The heavy crossbow has quite a bit of range, yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, how, uh, I'll just look straight up, uh, and, and see it. Can I see Sid up there or not? Do I Give... just think it's another kobold on a pterodactyl? I'm gonna need a perception check, I think. Because <laughs> someone just got thrown off of Ooh, it. Oh, that's a nat 20. So. Okay, yeah, you definitely can tell it's Sid, not a kobold. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to try and shoot it, like, from underneath it, and mm-hmm. hope he kind of rides it down. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. I don't know. How else is he getting down from there? Well, I... We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find... I I just don't want to have to have him do an animal handling roll. <laughs> and you know what? He doesn't have to. Give me that attack roll. There we go. Okay, that's a... That was, that was a 22. 22 will hit. Okay. And so this, uh, I don't have the stats for our crossbow up at the moment. You said it's a D10? 1D10 plus your charisma bonus, my friend. Yay. <laughs> okay, so that is an 8. Plus proficiency? Or no? Not for damage. Oh, no, right. just, yeah, we're just doing charisma. Damage. Yeah. Okay, uh, 8 damage. 8 damage. And then attack number 2. Ooh, that's not good. That's not probably going to hit. That is a 9. 9 will not hit. So, Sid, I only need you to roll me one animal handling check. (gasps) Okay. You need to beat an 8. I got 12. Hey. All right. The pterodactyl bucks and lets out a... And Ah! (laughs) as its chest is pierced by an eldritch bolt that slowly evaporates into moths. And you you like... Gr- straddle its neck and hang on. Oh, shit. <laughs> that brings <laughs> us to the Masons, who are... Hmm, let's see, there's one pterodactyl left, 90 feet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, one of these edge Masons will, like, rush into a tent and has been, like, rummaging around this whole time and will, like, come out and just, like, kick open a tripod and plant this thing that looks like a ballista. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. And fire it up at this pterodactyl. Uh, that's a 13. It's not going to do it, unfortunately. So this huge bolt just goes <laughs> sailing past you, Sid. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't think this one through at all. And that brings <laughs> us over to Cherish. Cherish. How far away is Sid from me? About 30 feet above you. Thank God. I'm going to <laughs> yell to Sid. Sid, jump. Trust me. Okay, I let go. <laughs> and I cast Feather Fall on Sid. Okay. Because uh, the range is 60 feet. Yep. And his descent slows to 60 feet per round. Yep. So he is not in danger of dying. It's true. From his fall. 
Do I get a, or does the pterodactyl get an opportunity attack on me? As you fall away? Yes, it absolutely does. Sorry. That's okay. The ballista scared me. Yeah, sure. 26 to hit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that is... That is going to be 22 piercing damage. Cool, I'd like to half that. Okay. Well, I also need you to make a strength saving throw as it attempted to grab you with its beak. Okay. Strength saving throw. Sweet. 13. You are grabbed, my friend. As you begin following, falling gently like a feather in front of the pterodactyl, it will go and then like snap down with its beak and grab you. Cherish face <laughs> Um, Let's see. What is it going to do? Because that brings us back to the pterodactyl. Oh, yeah. Cherish, by the way, on your turn, you still hear someone shouting your name. Um, coming from somewhere uh, above you, you hear someone shouting is your it, name. Wait, when is my turn? Uh, wasn't it Am just I your, the pterodactyl? I mean, you told Sid to jump, and he did. Casting Feather Falls a reaction. Oh, then I guess you still have an action. Yeah. So yeah. Which yeah. I was which I was gonna use my turn to go towards the yelling because I thought this sit would be alright, but apparently not. Yep. Um Yeah, you, you saw Sid leap off of the pterodactyl, begin to fall slowly, and, <laughs> and the pterodactyl just went nope. with its beak just straight down. <laughs> oh dear. Uh how long does feather fall last? Good one question. Minute. Oh boy. Okay. Ten yeah. rounds. That's fine. Well. Yeah, that's true. Cherish, what do you got for your? I'm gonna cast Firebolt at the Pterodactyl. Um, one sec. I need to check something real quick. Icky. Okay, Featherfall is not a concentration yeah, spell. Interesting. I okay, already. good to hear. <laughs> I know. I was when I Just when I was thinking about thought. doing it, I, I <laughs> and even if it was, you know, I could just be like, oh, well, I cast it, on, cast it up on yeah. up to five creatures. So okay, um, casting Firebolt at the pterodactyl. C. Yeah, do it. <gasps> that is a. Here's my thing. Twenty three. Okay, that'll yeah. hit. Show me so firebolt that damage. Is two d ten. Nice. That's only six damage. All right, six damage. Uh, Sid, give me another strength saving throw to try to get out of this thing's grasp. Sure. As it is hit by a firebolt. Hot. Three. Nope, it's still just yep. hanging on. Cherish, you moving at all? Uh, I'm going to move closer to the pterodactyl. How, how, how much closer? Um, I'm just like, don't worry, I got it, it's fine! <laughs> As it's like, tightening its I, beak around I, you. <laughs> I told you to trust me, though, and we just had this whole conversation <laughs> about... <laughs> 
you being upset that people leave you behind. <laughs> you know what? Like, this is great. This is a lot of fun. I feel like you're being facetious. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm being eaten by a pterodactyl. Cherish is going to, um, like, I'm above, I'm above them. Is that correct? No, you're below them. Oh, I'm below them. Mm-hmm. That's where the confusion came from. Um, no, I'm not moving at all. Okay, that brings us to Cobalts, who are all dead. Uh, Pterodactyl is going to start flying away with its prey. No. <laughs> Bad. Um, <laughs> Can I change my mind? <laughs> it moves 60 feet away and yeah. bites down on Sid. Ouchie. Okay, bud, I'm coming after you. That is a 15 versus your AC? That is a miss? Okay. Um, Somehow? Yeah. (laughs) It definitely had advantage on that roll, which I did not roll because it was grappling you. Uh, 17? That is my AC, so that does hit. That's going to clamp down on its its beak again. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, Oh, that's a very low damage roll. Um For 15 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and uh, just my reaction hasn't... Like, I don't have another reaction. Is that correct? Not yet. Okay. You, you okay. get an attempt to escape every time it takes damage or on your turn. Cool. I just wanted to know if I could half that, but um, fine if I can't. Yeah, we haven't come back around to uh, the round again. Turn. Yeah. Because cool. you have its... Uh, the first... Fight. Its opportunity attack. Um, so that brings us to Tirza. You are on the ground. You see <laughs> high yeah. up high up in the sky, Sid being carried away to God's knows where. How far away is he? Like, uh, on a horizontal plane, I uh, guess. About 60 feet. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I will move the full 50 that I can move on reindeer back. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give I'm going to just try to give you another shot to get loose, buddy. Uh, I'm going to whip out a javelin and cast Divine Favor on it. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to use Divine Smite instead. Sure, yeah. Give me that attack roll. Oh, well. Uh, ooh, dirty 20. Dirty 20 will be a hit. So, you're rolling javelin damage, plus uh, what level of smite are you throwing into this? Um, I will do... I'll do level 2, why not? Alright. Um, let's see. Javelin damage is seven. Nice. Um, radiant damage is nine plus six is 15. Nice. All right. So that was well over its normal DC to break the grapple. So, Sid, I'm going to say this thing just drops you on instinct, having taken a shit ton of holy damage as this javelin embeds itself in its chest and you are now falling, albeit very slowly. I'm like, at first, really freaked out and I'm like, oh. Okay. Alright, this is fine. 
Uh, yeah, Tirza, I believe that's your whole turn, basically? Uh, yeah. All right, that brings us to Sid. How, really, really quick, I'm sorry. How, how, oh, just kidding, I answered my own question. <laughs> okay. Sid, at the top of the round, you fall 100 feet. Uh, but your fall speed is only 60 feet per round because of the slow fall, so you fall 60 feet. You're still 30 feet up in the air, but you're not in any real danger. Great. Um, so it is your turn, but you're kind of just, like, falling. Yeah. I don't know if you want to try to do anything. Is there, um, anything I can... Do I still have the grappling hook? No, it fell off with the kobold. Damn it. Okay. Um... Is there something uh, hilarious I can land on? Tirza? <laughs> um, we'll pass on that. Um, <laughs> no, do it. Do it. Um, I- I'll I say mean, this much. You'll land next round, so yeah. who knows what you'll land on. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything I can do. I think he's just falling in like... I think he still thinks he's going to... I don't know. Does he notice? Do I notice that I'm falling slower? Oh, or? yeah. It's so noticeable. Like, otherwise, you would have hit the ground already. Right. I think he's just, like, kind of frozen. Like, <laughs> I was just being eaten by a pterodactyl. <laughs> okay. I just wasn't sure if there was something you wanted to do while in free fall. I do, I, yeah. Nothing that I can think of, so... Okay. Uh, that'll bring us over to Grawl. Grawl, there are um, no live targets at the moment. Other than a pterodactyl that is about eh, 60 feet away and 90 feet up. Um, Does it look like it's going to attempt to come back, or is it like the flying version of limping away? Uh, It's definitely not limping away. You don't know if it's going to consider circling back around. It's well, tough to read the intentions of a pterodactyl. Yeah, um, just to make sure it's not gonna... Yeah. <laughs> just with a shifty-eyed pterodactyl on it. Yeah, right. Our first yeah. piece of merch. Yeah. <laughs> you shifty-eyed pterodactyl. Uh, uh, gonna need to tweak that, that one. Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> design that shirt for us, please. <laughs> um... Uh, just to make sure it doesn't come back around and attempt to to gnaw on Sid once again, or God forbid, anyone's horse, respectful reindeer. Uh, I'm gonna fire some bolts of this uh, this goob. Okay, give me some attacks. Yeah. Ooh, that is a 19. That'll hit. Okay, so attack one. Ooh, is that a nine plus V? So, 12. 12. So attack Ooh, one. Nice. Okay, and please hit, please hit. Uh, that is a 15. 15 misses. Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, it's a 16. 16 is exactly what you need to hit. Okay. And, ooh, and that is 13. 13, nice. Alright, now this thing is kind of limping through the air. It's struggling to keep up, but it is, fly- is definitely getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the Masons. The one on the ground with the ballista is going to fire. Eh, do a okay job. Um, but that is still going to be a 22 to hit, so yeah. Uh, this ballista bolt will go sailing through the air for 9, 10, 11, 15 damage. Ooh, didn't like that. 
that will bring us to Cherish. Okay. Uh, again, it's hard to tell the intentions of a pterodactyl, but it kind of it, it looks like it's getting the getting the fuck out of here. Yes, it is. Okay. It has let out the squawks of dismay that lead you to uh -huh. believe that it is going to try to flee. So Insight we're out of combat, more or less. Yeah, more or less. Unless you decided to chase this thing down. No, 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 no absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I do that? Um, oh. Confirm look, the kill. That's I don't need <laughs> to do. That's not me. That ain't cherish. Um. God, I'm so curious about this person yelling, and all my friends are safe. Though, so I'm gonna fly up. Okay. So you fly up 60 feet? Yeah. I'm going to fly as, you know, towards this yelling voice. Okay. So you fly, you double move, go full 120? Yes. All right. So you zoom straight up into the sky. Stupid hat whipping around your ears. This yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumbass hat. <laughs> but it is actually doing a surprisingly great job of keeping the sun out of your eyes. It's true. Hmm. Hmm. And as you rise up, you begin to see the interior of these, like, docks jutting out from the side of the cliff. They're really no more than just holes carved into the side of the cliff around the facial carvings of the famous edge masons. Some of which have, like, wooden docks sort of jutting out a little bit from them, but no more than, like, five or ten feet out. Uh, calling them docks is a bit of a misnomer. Mm -hmm. Platforms, I think, is a better call there. Um, and at one of them, just to the left of one of these large carved faces, uh, you see a figure, hands cupped around their mouth, shouting, CHERISH! It is a, uh, burly, young-looking half-orc. I want to see my little boy. Here he comes. <laughs> Uh, I cherish like how close am I to him you're probably still another 60 feet away and he's like staring down at the ground kind of like looking around confused a little like terrified every once in a while just putting his big old hands up to his mouth and shout cherish doesn't seem to have noticed you uh, okay uh I once, because uh, it's jet, it's jet. Like I've, I've obviously realized that, and so like I just, yeah, I, like, kind of barrel towards him a little bit. Um, the flying version of that. <laughs> okay. Um. He'll get another round of shouting in, like staring confusedly down. Um, and right as you crest right in front of him, up, uh, like. In front of the platform, he'll just, like, Rah! and fall backwards and, like, stumble down and, like, scramble away from the edge of the platform. And, like, um, roll over onto his stomach, crawl over a little bit, and go for a big old hammer that is kind of off to the interior of this little carved hole. She lands and dismisses the spell. Like, inside, obviously. I'm not just gonna fall to my death. Dismisses which spell? Fly? Fly, yeah. Okay. And, like, takes off the hat and is like, Jet, it's... It's me. You were yelling my name. <laughs> um, and when Jet stands up, you now realize that uh, 
this half-orc has a solid foot and a half on you. Yeah. Yeah. His huge, <laughs> broad shoulders yeah. Yeah. bulge with muscles that weren't right. there the last time you saw him. Uh-huh. See him. <laughs> he is wearing rough, looks to be handmade splint mail of some kind, and you immediately see some of the telltale signs that let you know that Kalkin made this armor. Mm-hmm. Um, at his waist, there is a thick metal belt of some kind. Um, and dangling from that belt, there is a lantern. And the lantern will say, See, I told you she was here! so cute the the lantern does the light kind of like flicker along with like the the, the... speaking yes. yeah yeah yay that's so good <laughs> and uh jet will just kind of stand there dumbstruck for a long moment going um uh hey <laughs> Sup. Please please tell me it's this into the Spider-Verse thing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um Jet, what are what are you doing here? Are did you get like captured? Come on, let's go. I I can get us out of here. Uh um uh yeah, yeah, no. I mean, um uh how how can you get us out of here? Like magic? Oh, um, right. That's, uh, something you can do. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Like, this place is super dangerous. Like, like she goes to grab grab his hand. And he, like, kind of bunches up a little bit and, like, takes your hand as well. Oh, oh my god, god, I love him. <laughs> good dork. Uh... Yeah, I we can talk on the way down. Like we'll we'll fall pre- we'll like fall pretty slowly, um, and we can catch up. But like, <sighs> God, I'm just really glad that you're that you're like alive and here. Like, it's not good that you're here because this place is super dangerous. Like I said, um, like there's kobolds everywhere. Apparently, yeah. Are you okay? It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Come on, let's go. And as you're like pulling him towards the edge of the platform, he's like, "So how 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 have you been?" I mean, I'm I'm fine. I you know I've got there's a lot of stuff going on again. Like oh yeah really yeah isn't no the best me, place. yeah don't no yeah me too um not the yeah a lot of stuff going on. I mean I'm joined the Edge Masons and you know. Uh, been uh, hunting monsters. That's that's been cool. Um, and I, I heard all about uh, everything happening in the trials. Of course, uh, Calkin been telling me stuff every uh, time she been coming back. But uh, uh, and he's just rambling as you're leading him towards the edge of the platform. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm actually I'm glad that I well that well I'm not glad that we got attacked by kobolds, obviously, but. We're heading down to Blue Gulch, and I was hoping to see you there, but I, I guess I wouldn't have if 
I hadn't stopped here. Uh, no, uh, mighty glad you, you stopped, of course. Uh, Ocula was saying, um, that you, uh, you were here, and I, I didn't quite believe him, but, uh, here you are, and, uh, here, here we are now, up here at the top of this place, and, you know, I, I always do like to, uh, wish up upon, uh, a hope, as it were, that you'd, uh, showed up, but then here you are, uh, showing up, um, and he, like, get to the edge of the platform and he kind of like looks down and is like, uh, how, how, how are we getting down again? Um, okay. So quick, quick, quick cue. So horizontally, what is the, the, the stitch? You are about 300 feet up. Okay. Vertically. Yes. 300 feet. I guess I can just keep casting. It's a first level spell. I got first level spell slots to burn. Um, but like, if we just, if we just like drop straight off, like freaking Aladdin or whatever off mm-hmm. the balcony in that one scene on Disney's Aladdin. It, it seems um, like these platforms are built to be far enough out from the Mesa that it would be a com- straight vertical drop to hit the ground. Okay. But like the, the wall that surrounds them, uh, the, the Mesa. You'd have about 20 feet to get to the wall when you hit the ground. Hmm. <laughs> what is my <laughs> horizontal leap according to this, to the mechanics <laughs> of this game? <laughs> um, I can tell you actually. Yeah. Better show my hand. What's actually, actually, what's Jets? <laughs> That's probably the better question. <laughs> Jets is quite a bit. He's a strong yeah. boy. Um, the long jump is if you move ten feet and make a jump, your uh, jump distance is your strength score. Hmm. Yeah, what's Jets? <laughs> uh, 18 feet. Oh, that's really good, then. We should do that one. <laughs> you should pick me up and run. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, I mean run where um the the stairs just, ba- are back that way we could no, just no, no, um, no, no, no. so we're, we got to get about 10 feet back and then once you hit the uh, the edge uh just just jump forward just straight forward uh <laughs> off the edge uh, uh um okay um and then what well then i'll cast a spell and we'll fall super slow and the lamp at his belt will say, She's magic, dummy! <laughs> <laughs> and Jet will shake his head and go, Yeah, yeah, of course, I knew that. I knew that. Um, okay, um, just pick you up then. Um, <laughs> and he'll, like, gingerly take one of your hands and, like, put it around his neck and he'll sort of, like, pick you up. Nice. And just, uh, all right. And he'll, like, strap his hammer to his back, take a couple of deep breaths, close his eyes, and then just run. (laughs) You can do it. And when you say that, he hits the edge and just, boom, this huge, bounding leap away from the edge of the mesa. His armor catching the sunlight and glimmering in the, the sky above all of you as you see this figure just leap off of the mesa. Sid, you're about, like, 150 feet away as you're, like, 
like moon landing, bouncing on the ground, coming to a stop as you see these figures like leaping off the mesa. Grawl, this is happening directly uh, above you. So do Damn. I do I see people just like descending, like like looking straight up, or are they gonna are they gonna hit me? You you see an armored figure leaping off the side of the mesa. Gotta go. Gotta move. <laughs> I I was hoping for one more round of combat so that I could uh, attempt to catch Sid. <laughs> we could have had two very good moments of Jet holding Cherish and okay. Tears are just like Hump, catching Sid. <laughs> and me holding my horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aiden, I was so worried about you. And Jeffathy saying, it's fine. He's doing all right. <laughs> Jeffathy and Grawl get to have a moment. <laughs> Sid and Tears get uh, to have a moment. And Jet and Cherish get to have a perfect episode. <laughs> so, Sid, yeah. Uh, I, I, Tirza is circling beneath you to try to catch you. Gonna let this happen? I I try to I try to give her the look that I described as storm piercer. <laughs> that, that I apologize for everything. <laughs> and everything's fine between us. But it looks but air's still like, like Tearsa, <laughs> give me an insight roll. Oh, I am really good oh at God. those. Let's see. Are you gonna use your advantage? <laughs> or is that inst- investigation? No, that's investigation. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, I'm really good at insight, but not when I roll a four. <laughs> I got eight. The look of terrified panic on Sid's face is one that you will hold with you for a while as he comes careening down towards <laughs> your reindeer. Uh, and I think in instead of like oh like you know I act like I catch him bridal style or whatever I think it's <laughs> I manage to get like a hold of his shirt front and a hold of like his side and it just kind of like is an awkward like whoom. it's this awkward like almost like you were trying to like spin around and throw an Olympic style hammer when you grab him and swing him around. Imagine like one of the, uh, the guides at like an indoor skydiving situation. Yeah. <laughs> you just grab him and swing him around <laughs> until he like settles onto the butt of your reindeer. Oh my God. Like I'm just that. like over the butt of the reindeer, like, <laughs> like on my stomach. Oh man. 10 out of 10. Oh, boy. (laughs) And Cherish, as you and Jet begin to fall, uh, the fully armored half-orc descending at a vicious rate, what do you do? I cast Featherfall on Jet. And And myself, if if I need to, yeah. Yes. I mean, he's holding me, so it's fine. (laughs) It turns what? out that Jet is immune to the spell Featherfall. Damn it! <laughs> he's, he's a chonky boy. He is a chonky boy. And uh, as you gently begin to fall, uh, Jet is kind of just like staring awkwardly, like not at you, kind of like down towards where you're about to land. Um, and uh, from his hip, a voice will say, He's very glad to see you. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that. A couple times, oh. actually. Yeah, he's good at repeating himself. <laughs> so, Edge Masons, huh? And, uh, 
Jet will just say, yeah. Ooh, ooh, actually, this is an important, uh, v- vaguely important question. Did Ch- did uh, Jet have his Forgebound item the last time I saw it? No. Okay, that is actually what she leads with. Uh, and his Forgebound item will say, Yep, I'm Oculo. Nice to meet you. I've heard a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jet, where did you, when did you find him? It is, sorry, what, uh, Oculo, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, him? That's fine. Okay. I'm a lamp. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Some Forgebound items prefer to not go by any gender, so I just like to ask. I'm not too picky. Especially can talk out loud. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too picky. Jet calls me a he. I stick with it. It's fine. Okay. So where did you find him? When did you find him? Oh, God, it's been so long. Uh, And Jet will say, still while you're falling, and, like, you've got, like, a few rounds of falling to do. Yeah. And, and I'm just, and, and I, I'm i going to just say that, like, I cast Featherfall as many times as I need to. I've got... I mean, it lasts a minute. It should last this whole time. Okay. Um, And Jet will explain that uh, he found the lamp a few years back um, while he was uh, out in the desert. He found an abandoned mine, and uh, Akio <gasps> called to him so from inside. Cool. That's so cool. And Jet will say, yeah. It's a wordsmith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So what happened here? Um, And it's about that time that, like, you're gently about to hit the ground. And uh, now that you're sort of, like, determining the angle, you can see that you're probably about to hit the wall more than, like, go past it, but there's this kind of awesome move where Jet, like, with one foot hits the top of the wall and then bounds you forward a little bit, and then so when you land, you're just, like, landing directly in the middle of the Edge Mason camp. Hell yeah. Sweet. And it's about that time that Tears and Sid are riding back into camp as well. Uh, Grawl, you are sort of off to the side, making sure the big armored person didn't fall on you. Um, and you see the two of them just gently floating down through the air, and basically all the edge masons are watching you do this. So they're all like standing around watching as you and Jet land in the middle of the camp. Cool. Uh, and as you do so, the fire genasi captain will step forward uh, just as you're asking questions like, what happened here? How did this happen? Um, and the Genasi will say, Recruit! Report! And Jet will sort of, like, awkwardly drop you as he tries to snap a salute. Um, It's just like, uh, uh, and then just, like, look panicked as he drops you. Do I, like, fall to the ground? Yeah. I mean, your fall speed is reduced to 60 feet around, but oh, you don't yeah. have so it. It's, it's like this gentle, like, so I could probably, like, catch myself and, like, land on my feet instead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, 
But there's definitely a moment where Jet fucking panics. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, but then looks back up at the captain and says, uh, um, uh, Captain Brightheart, um, recruit Jet, uh, reporting for... And the captain says, yes, yes, I am, yes. Recruit, report, what happened in there? And Jet will look over at you again with slight panic, um, but then look back to the captain and say, um... They boiled up from the ground, sir. They opened up holes, burrowed straight into the mess and into the kitchens and all, all over the place. A lot of the other recruits are still in there, sir. They're... Well, they're eating them, sir. I... Well, I hid. I'm not too proud, but I was, I was up in the area when it happened and... I made sure the Griffins got out, sir, but, uh, they're all over the place down in there. I I don't know how many of them there are. And oh, shit. They're eating them. And they're gonna eat me. It's fucked up. Oh my god. And Jet will kind of look back at you with, like, a look of terror and confusion and say at least I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing um, they were dragging them off to the kitchens I, I, mean, I might be uh, and then Oculo say you're sort of leaping to conclusions but you know it's a pretty safe assumption kobolds eating people I was gonna say kobolds like that yeah so are we storming the tower then I mean, I should probably take a nap, at least. I just got eviscerated by a pterodactyl. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain Brightheart will say, Recruit, did you see what happened to Captain McFeeg? And Jet will sort of like look down solemnly and then nod and say they got him they got him in the sand pit sir they're just opening all the cages one by one I I wanted to help but I I also and then captain will like raise a hand and say it's alright recruit you did the right thing you got information out to us that's what's important if they've got Jan in the sand pit well <laughs> they're probably getting more than they bargained for. That just means we have to move, and soon. Yeah, Cherish, I think uh, Nap's gonna have to wait. <clears throat> kind of feeling like I only have six hit points, though. Um, um, a little <clears throat> bit. I will ever cast um cure wounds on you. Okay. Uh, before, before you do, before you go burning more spell slots, uh, yeah. Captain will Good say, point. catch your breath, everybody. We'll give it an hour, and then we go in. Oh. Okay. Hell yeah. That works for me. <clears throat> Yay. Spend those hit dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the captain will turn to the four of you and say, You've already done so much. You don't need to be volunteering yourselves for this mission. Yeah, it's fine. 
appreciate any help, but... Uh, Jared kind of rolls up her sleeves and, uh, like, <laughs> kind of lightly punches Jet in the arm. Like, it's like a thing that is like an inside joke with them, because there's no fucking possible way on Earth that Jared can physically Jet without casting a spell on him. <laughs> uh, and she says, uh, uh, well, someone's got to save his hide again if he gets caught. Jet's, like, gray-green skin will just, like, blush with this blotchy red on his cheeks. Um. And Ocula will say, She's got you there! And the captain will look at all of you and nod solemnly and say, Okay, rest up. In an hour, we storm the Sun Pass Tower. And I think it is there that we will end tonight's session before we go into full-on dungeon crawl mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners, no matter the what they have to say. I mean, I like notes of encouragement as well as like what we can be doing better. Yeah. <laughs> I only sort of feedback, please. Yeah, is anybody uh, even talking no. shit? I'll kill them. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All joking aside, uh, you can find me at cryoutolivia on Twitter. Uh, come hang out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Uh, oh man, there's so many things to draw. So many things. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the Redimus. Um, there's there's so many things to draw. Most importantly, uh, Jeff. Jeffathy. Jeffathy. I'm yeah, thinking more. I want to see Jeffathy rescuing uh, Aiden. That's the that's the love. I, I okay. I shouldn't say Honestly, love. Honestly, that's um, the only part of this whole goddamn episode that matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, true. who cares about anything else? Jeffathy was there. You didn't have um, tiny dragon people riding fucking pterodactyls. Now it's all nah, about Jeff no, Jeffathy. Only Jeffathy. Jeffathy for president. <laughs> um, I'll start making the banners now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, I am not currently on most social medias, but if you need to get a hold of me in some way and let me know that the important part of the episode was actually uh, reading the intent of a pterodactyl, please rate <laughs> us. Also very good. At, uh, at whatever, um, you know, whatever app or whatever you listen to our podcast, um, whether that be like the Apple Store or uh, Stitcher Premium or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And of course, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, you can do so at MK Gorgoni. And if you want to follow our dear friend Omatep, uh, even when he does not answer summonses because certain people don't want to spend money in his shop, you can always find him over at NPC underscore AN, because even when he's not physically here, he is an important NPC. 
Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.